What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Podcast, episode 203. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, and today we're going to be talking about a range of things, including the new PlayStation Plus details that we got this week. We got Saints Row gameplay. We've got EA possibly merging with other big companies coming into the gaming space and a bunch of other updates to talk through. I am joined by the usual crew here below me, the man, the myth, the legend, Ty Guy Travis. What's happening? McClunky. McClunky. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Energized this week. Energized. Ready to go. Ready to go. All right. I like it. I like it. To his right, you know him well, the host of Virtual Legality and the man who streams 37 hours a day, Mr. Rick Hogue. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, Ains. I was actually going to correct you because I thought you were t- saying what I streamed per week, and it's it's more than 37 right now. <laughs> I can't quite squeeze in extra temporal time in a 24-hour period, but believe me, it sounds like a good idea uh, as it stands right now. I was going to say, if you could, you certainly would have. I would. Now, so. <laughs> Two seconds. You give me an extra 13 hours, I would take it. <laughs> and of course, the man, the myth, the, the seven, not the legend, but he's kind of a legend in our own mind, Mr. Rodriguez. Good morning, sir. Yeah, that'd be it. I mean, in nobody else's mind, am I anywhere near legendary? But good You've morning, everybody. We'll, we'll support you in the legend status. That's fine. That's good because it was a rough night. You know, man, I don't know what's going on. Getting older, man, sucks. Yeah, get up 15 times in the bathroom. You go to the bathroom. It's just like, God damn, I got to stop drinking all this monster. Drink some more water. That, that could be part of the problem. Maybe put the monster yeah. down. Yeah, he's yeah. sliding down the razor blade of life. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty happy with with what I've accomplished, which isn't very much. But you know what? I'm all good. good. <laughs> Fair enough. Good morning, chat. Good to see you guys. Um, all right. So, like I said, got a few things to discuss today. But first, um, one of the things I want to touch on is just a couple comments from last week's video. You know, we noted that uh, we really appreciate the feedback, the commentary. So uh, I, I had forgotten until I read this comment that we had a Papa Hogue sighting last week. And uh, Mr. Game Positive, Eric, uh, said this episode was so good. I don't think I've ever laughed out loud as hard as watching Big Cast and I did when Papa Hogue showed up. You all rule. So we did get a couple of Papa Hogue comments from last week. Yes, my dad likes to pop in on these uh, on these streams now. Uh, he has, in some ways, discovered live streaming content based YouTube, uh, and so he he likes to visit me. Yeah, he now whole, knows about YouTube. A whole wealth a of doors bit. just open to him. Yeah, you would not be a, a really though. bad door. Usually, I mean, this you is laugh my because experience. I, every morning now, like really early, seven in the morning, I get a message from my dad. Love my dad. He says something along the lines of, "You streaming today?" Uh, I need to know if you're streaming today. <laughs> you're streaming a game, Poggers. Okay. Let's, let's hop on that. I'm not I'm not, in the chat. Your dad. I'm on the big cast today, up. Dad. Not doing anything trial related. <laughs> Papa Hogue is a troll. It is. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like super, super like internet uh, knowledgeable, <laughs> typing in leet and stuff. Could happen. Oh boy, let's that. not let's not send him down that path, please. Hey, is he listening oh. today? It, it on likelihood. Hey, Dad. That's good. Hi, Papa Hogue. Can I I start the show by asking a a random lawyer question? Sure, shoot. So, you know in the movies, but this is really going off the rails early. um, I love it. You know in the movies when, when, like, the lawyer goes, like, hey, permission to treat the witness as hostile? And then the judge is like, permission granted. And then he just starts like, like, what what is that in law? Like, are you just allowed to just beat the crap out of that person on the stand? Like, you know, and. (laughs) 
I, the one the movie I'm thinking of is like the Dark Knight. He's like, you know, Harvey Dent's like permission to treat the witness as hostile, and the judge is like, dude, granted. And then the dude pulls a gun on him, and I'm like, did the did the judge know he had a gun? Is that why he was like, dude, permission granted? Good move. Like this dude's got a gun. I can see it from this high chair. I just I just I'm really interested in that legal. Like I love you that. can just you can just get permission from the judge to just like go to town on the witness. I, I just I'm very interested in that. Yes, I'll try to do this as short as possible. So okay. when you call a witness up for your case, you're not allowed to lead them. You're not allowed to lead them down what you want your answer to be. You have to ask open-ended questions, right? The the reverse of that is on cross-examination. When somebody else calls a witness and you go and you want to cross-examine them, you can lead them. You can ask leading questions. Isn't it true that you're an ass face? Sorry, thoroughly, I know. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you can, you can ask them leading questions. So if it's your witness and, uh, you know, you prepped them or whatever, and a story pops out, it's like, Oh, well, that's not on our side at all. You're helping the other side. You can go to the court and you can say, okay, we need to treat this as an adverse witness. Adverse is more common than hostile movies like to make it a little bit more combative, <laughs> okay, but, it, gotcha. but it means that I'd like to treat this as if I were cross-examining and th these people, this person in front of me, I thought was on my side is clearly not. And I'd like to treat it as if they are not on my side so that I can ask leading questions. Um, that's that's treating a witness as hostile. Got it. Okay. So very it's rarely really, does anybody pull a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it, so it, it's an over-exaggeration to be treating yes. them as hostile. You're basically and very rare. Just, yeah. But like it's, one, it's, one thing that we saw this weekend, just to talk about Depp v. Heard a little bit, is we saw that Heard's team is planning to, bring, to call Johnny Depp. There ain't no more hostile witness than the opposing party. Um, so they're going to call them as hostile. And they're going to be able to ask them leading questions. The weird part about that is that Depp's team is going to be able to cross-examine that hostile witness. So for the first time, Depp's own team is going to be able to ask Johnny Depp leading questions. So it's a gambit. Uh -huh. they're, they're, they're trying to throw a Hail Mary, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, tune in tomorrow. <laughs> wow, that, that is actually interesting. It's hey. completely not gaming-related, but it's Want interesting. But, but hey, <laughs> hey. I mean, if you've if you've ever played a Phoenix Wright game, maybe this will be. Oh my God! Okay, so some... okay, we need an important disclaimer here. I adore the Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright series. There are just so many non-U.S. American legal concepts in yes. there that there's so many leading questions. There's so much that is not the legal system. It is a fun puzzle game, though. Just to be clear, <laughs> it's it's not the legal system in the United States, but um, it's not in Japan either. But I mean, it's it's Ace yeah. Attorney land. For sure. <laughs> you just reminded me I do need to break that out again, Travis, on the Switch. Uh, I've yeah, got to give it yeah. another go. I've got to. So yeah. attorney's the best. I'll probably be Yeah, doing so he, he started in a weird spot, which is that he started with the um great uh, ace attorney uh oh, yeah. that is a weird spot. The Yeah. I feel like if I were if I were given Ains a recommendation, I'd be like start with dual destinies. But you like, said you said like dual destinies isn't available to him. Was on DS and I was like, I don't have a DS, so yeah. yeah, you can't get to you can Apollo. You have to go. You have to go get the trilogy and just start from the beginning. I think. Uh, I I don't think that's a good way to go. People don't attach if they you play the you play the new ones and then if you love them you go back and you play the old ones. The old ones are just a little hard to get through if you're not already in love with the series or you, you have, didn't play it when it came out. I that's been my experience. I mean, my youngest daughter can get attached to it, and you know, so I mean, I I, I like to believe adults can. So you know, okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, All right. Um, we had another comment uh, from last week because last week we talked about Gotham Knights. Getting back to games, we talked about Gotham Knights. 
and I think um, some of us agreed that it didn't look too great, which I reiterated on a, on a show yesterday. Uh, Mike Scarborough uh, first said, really enjoys the show. I think he's a new listener, so great to have uh, a lot of comments from new listeners, which is fantastic. Um, he said, so in light of the Starfield delay, would any of you say that Arkham Knights should be delayed? Um, Gotham Knights? Gotham Knights. Yeah, he said Arkham Knights. I Sorry. I, oh, yeah. I, Gotham Knights is what he meant. Yeah. So that'd be a heck of a delay if it were Arkham Knight. <laughs> I don't know. Based, I, I said, I think I said last week, based on what we saw from that 15 minute gameplay trailer or whatever, it doesn't look good to me. So if, if they don't, if that was either an old kind of vertical slice or an old cut of it and it's going to be heavily improved by the time it releases, then it'll probably be fine. If the gameplay and combat looks like that on release, then I would say delay it, please. That's my opinion. I mean, you guys know how I feel about delays. I do it always, always. Be it just depends on whether you think you, your resources can materially improve your product or not. Like at some point, you you fish or you cut bait. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, well, I'm not. I'm not behind the scenes, so I don't know whether delay makes sense. Hey, Ains, can you? I just like this yeah. one. Can you pull up this Christy Fletcher chat? The, the Johnny again with eight yeah, hours. I just, yeah, yeah it's, I just think with the video, the video game reference is hilarious here. So just to give the context, uh, we found out the times that each side has left in their case. And the, the herd side only has uh, eight hours for the entire last week, which is just insane. Uh, and I like this. I like this reference for explaining it. Calling Johnny, who speaks slowly when you only have eight hours left in your case, is like starting a Dwemer ruin in Skyrim with 10 minutes before you have to leave your house. <laughs> is, is perfect, Christy Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> That's that great. great. That's a great. Right? <laughs> We've got a couple super chats we'll get to too. So okay, yeah, no, I just I I, I like to pull those ones. Oh, of and course, I, and, and of I don't course. have the buttons in front of me, so I, I like to make Ains do it. Uh, no, it's <laughs> fine. Well, I have to uh, bring down our Bitcast kind of frame when I do this. Anyway. I apologize for that. I apologize. I, I won't ask for that too much. No, 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 no. It's good timing <laughs> with the super chats, so we'll just get to them while we're here. Tao's in the house. Man, starting off with a big ten dollars super chat. Thank you, Tao. Sup, Bitcasters. Uh, why can't I see Papa Hogue trolling Hogue? My niece trolls me and my two brothers anytime we co-op game. She's constantly throwing food and overcooked too. <laughs> sure, boys, hit that like button. Yes. You, my my dad it's... would never ever do that, but right now he's looking up what trolling means on a live stream and exactly what it would look like. <laughs> I'm, surprised that's, I'm surprised that's not a legal term, trolling. I feel like it. I feel like it's applicable. Bring it so, up. Yeah. The yeah, he'll look it up. He'll see. He'll be like, no. <laughs> by the way if uh yeah if you ever are kind of um not hostile not the word i'm looking for but if you ever have siblings that you can get hostile with uh and play overcooked together that is an interesting experience because that game will drive yeah. you bonkers playing that co-op especially local the entire home yeah. family playing overcooked uh, usually needs a rest period afterwards <laughs> oh for sure yeah that's the way to lose lose friendships no actually doubt. i would say Trolling is the uh, the internet version of treating the witnesses hostile. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Tal, thank Bring you very back much. Around. <laughs> that boy horror in the house. Yeah, man. How is Hogue Law still awake after this week? I'm now following a bunch of lawyers. <laughs> One, I'm glad I introduced you to to LawTube. Uh, two is uh, we're in full on sleep in June mode, um, so we're. We're going to go through it. We're happy to be here in the BitCast talking about video games and talking <laughs> about law later on. Uh, but uh, I appreciate it, Fat Boy Horror. We're going to make it through. I'm I'm going to be delirious by the time Friday rolls around. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Fat Boy, as always. And we like did get one question on it real quick. Uh, Way of the Lao, 
morning. He says, uh, I want to ask if everyone games has the ability to maintain 60 FPS matters to you. Uh, and do you have a monitor TV that has HDMI 2.1 and VRR? So uh, you guys can obviously answer too. Yes, 60 FPS definitely matters to me. In fact, uh, I have been playing mostly Halo, as everyone in the world knows. I play that at 120. Um, and now with Halo's gameplay being so good and playing in 120 being so fluid, even going back to 60 is starting to feel weird to me. I played Apex Legends for the first time this weekend in a long time, over a year at least. That game feels clunky to me. And Apex Legends is known <laughs> as one of like, you know, the premier kind of gameplay shooters. Um, it feels weird to me now playing that. So I would say 60 FPS absolutely matters. Uh, going back to 30, like I played the Bloodborne recently, which is known for frame rate issues. Um, it, it is rough very rough to try and play that game now at least for me uh Bloodborne has never not been rough i mean i hate to tell true Bloodborne fans. it's true the awesome frame design, pacing was always bad awesome yeah. design very cool game <clears throat> it has always felt rough true true and yes i do play uh on a uh i do play in vrr hdmi 2.1 120 frames 4k all that my setup has all that so yes and yes it makes a noticeable difference i, I see i want to focus on the word maintain there because maintain is so important to me. Even VRR can can bandage uh, bandage up like some amount of variability. If you're hauling all over the frame rates, it cannot save it for you. So I, I want to make sure that you're whatever you're hitting, you're hitting. Like that, that's what bothers me the most. Consistent. I run VR. I run VRR, uh, but it can you could still have issues if they're major major frame swings. True. True. I know Dan loves thirty FPS, especially oh if consistent. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I think I tweeted out. I, I put in. Uh, I put in because I don't have an actual disc drive on the PS5. But I, 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 I like. I like the statement. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, just because I was like, yeah, I'll see what it looks like on these new consoles. Started playing it. It's actually it, it maintains a pretty steady thirty, mm -hmm. but it looks so good that it's hard to notice, right? Like so, because I, I I'll jump from Horizon over to that. I'd be like, really, it's not that bad. Any other game, like if you if you're if you're playing, say, like Bahala, there's a huge difference, a big noticeable difference, yeah. I think, yeah. between 30 and 60. Um, and and trying to maintain <clears throat> that, uh, it, it, it makes a solid 30, but it still looks so much different. You know, when it's the same game, it, I think it makes a bigger difference. When you when you're jumping between game and game, um, I, I won't play anything that's not 60 now. I won't play anything at 120 either. One because my monitor won't do it, or my my TV. Even though I've been going to buy a TV for like the longest time, I just refuse to do it because if I get to, I'm afraid I'll get to what that what Ains is at, where it's like, oh gosh, that 120 looks so nice, and then I got to go back to 60, right? You know, because most games don't support that frame rate, and if they do, they're usually multiplayer games. That's what I was going to say. I think the the style of game obviously matters here, right? Red right. Dead is slower paced, third person, methodical game, which yeah. is very, for lack of a better phrase, I know this is used all the time, but it's cinematic. Um, whereas Halo, right, like it's so fast that every 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 movement you make is so critical that you know once you get right. used to the higher frame rate, it's hard to go back. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to stick to what I have for now. I'm pretty content as long as everything that comes out, I can play it at 60. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right. So why don't we get to what we're currently playing, boys? Uh, Travis, I'm going to start with you because I know um, your Evil Dead review, final review, is out this week. 
I know that you've played some matches with Hogue. You've, we played some matches together, having a really good time with it. So why don't you share kind of your final thoughts on um, where Evil Dead landed for you? Yeah. Um, well, obviously you can check out the review. Those are most of my final <laughs> thoughts are there, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it, it is uh, better than I thought it was going to be for sure. Uh, it's, it's sort of like the evil <laughs> dead movies and that, uh, that, you know, better, better than it has any right to be just based on its budget and its clunkiness <laughs> and the studios that made it and that sort of stuff. And you kind of, uh, you, you expect a certain, I guess, uh, level of rough around the edges and you certainly get that, but still, all in all with uh, just like the amount of fun you can have with that game and at its current state, it launched in a really good state. The servers work. The game is supremely balanced. I'm finding like there, you, you really get into super competitive matches if both teams know what they're doing and are around the same power level. Um, and yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's just a, a very solid game. So if you like asymmetric multiplayer games like dead by daylight, you should definitely play it. If you aren't into those games, you know, consider it at least give it a try i i i'm not a big dead by daylight guy just because uh running and hiding for like 20 minutes bothers me but uh um this game sort of uh turns that on its head and makes the survivors um have a fighting chance you know and so uh, yeah it's a lot of fun i i got to play it with two of the people here on this panel so um yeah I, I've, I've put probably like 30 hours maybe 35 hours into it at this point and uh, I've actually been playing it after my review a little bit, mostly because I'm working on other content. I'm making like a top 13 tips for, you know, playing Evil Dead and that sort of stuff for for the site. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So it's, it's a great game. Excellent. Yeah. I liked it way more than I thought I would. I would. I really like your opening metaphor, which reminded you of the movies, because the movies always out uh, out hit their budget level. One hundred percent. Yeah, and this game's for sure in the same alley. It's it's actually kind of uh, uncanny, like how similar it is. So. Yeah, yeah, I had a really good time with it. That was I had played the missions, like I said, in some of those, and then getting to play matchmaking with uh, with you and uh, and your girlfriend was awesome. So um, yeah, it's good times. Good time. Really enjoyed it. I need the to find Tiger Travis, as she's known. I know. I, I love that name. I love that name. And yeah, no, I highly recommend it. If you can get it, folks, uh, Travis talking smack in your ear while he murders you all is quite the experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I logged in with uh, Mr. Ty Guy Travis, and then I see pop in Ty Girl Travis, and I'm like, oh my God, you guys are killing me. <laughs> the only problem I have with that in game is like the easy identification. Like you're, you're not really reading avatar names, you're just like seeing the things and like TGT. I, you guys are just swapping in between. <laughs> we did it specifically to be annoying. Mission accomplished. And it surprises me not at all. <laughs> For sure. Not at all, yeah. What was the, uh, did you say the final score you gave it, by the way? Yeah, uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10, which at IGN means great. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah. Nice. And it's, it's, I think it surprised a lot of people. Like, it's gotten better scores than... A lot of yeah. people anticipated so yeah I mean, a, a lot of stuff about it annoyed me which i'm easy to annoy with video games i have a pretty high standard and and i you know i almost went with a seven but at the end of the day i just like i had so much fun with that game even with yeah. all of its clunkiness and i think that's you know all that matters really so yeah it was yeah, an eight yeah. for me which is a very oh. high score for me yeah i would have pegged you at a seven so uh that is uh that's cool yeah. i like it a lot too yeah, <laughs> Well, I don't have a uh, I don't have a lot to add on the Evil Dead front. Played that a bit. Uh, Halo, of course, uh, nonstop. And then I made the the big mistake, boys. Yesterday, I turned on uh, Elden Ring again. I saw. Uh, oh no! And uh, <laughs> you said that like like it's oh you fell off the wagon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I made that mistake. So now, and I played it again a little this morning. So now I'm debating uh, kind of wrapping up all the tail end stuff I want to do of my main playthrough and then starting new game plus. Because, you know, would before that be start... three? Well, I've done two separate playthroughs okay. and then I have two partial playthroughs. So this would technically be kind of starting a fifth. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time in the game, but, uh, it's just, uh, I started playing it again yesterday and this morning and I'm just like, oh man, it's going to pull me back in. Uh, but that's okay. It's fine. So, but we've talked enough about Elden Ring over the past few months. So yeah, give me as your sponsor, I think we'll talk a little bit after this. <laughs> Elden Ring Anonymous. That sounds yeah. like a skit you could run at the game awards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but give me something. What else you guys been playing? Um, you know, that we haven't talked as much about. Give me something. Uh, I don't know how much we've talked about it, but really the only thing I've had time to play is we've done like a half hour or an hour long session in Rogue Legacy 2 after I get done streaming at night. Um, that game is awesome. Um, yes. So uh, I'm really loving it. My youngest is really loving it. It's, it's, it's honestly very, very difficult um, for, for anybody to play. Uh, but she loves building her castle uh, and figuring out exactly how, honestly, a rogue game works in terms of, oh, I need the money. So focus on the money and then that'll that'll make it better the next time. Uh, they have such fun uh, hereditary traits, uh, a lot of things mixing together with the artifacts. There. I, it's just it's it's rogue legacy, except like significantly improved. Um, yep. So it's it's a fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh one of the highest games I've reviewed in a while. Uh, I said if, if Elden Ring hadn't released this year, uh, Rogue Legacy 2 would be my current game of the year. It's that good. Um, it's it's amazing. So definitely if you if you enjoy, even if you don't, I mean, it is obviously a roguelite. Um, it's in the name. Um, but it's also... Um, it's it was a the lot first more, roguelite, by the way. It, and still one of the best, in my opinion, even the first one. Um, the second one, to, to Rick's point, uh, definitely improves on it in nearly every way. It keeps kind of the essence of the first and the gameplay and the humor and everything, but it just has so much more to it. Um, it's just an incredible game. Please check it we out. We love throwing pizzas. My daughter cannot get over throwing pizzas. So <laughs> yeah, she picks, I mean, if there's a pizza guy available, done. <laughs> Have you gotten the one yet where it turns the entire game upside down? You have to play upside down. I haven't got upside down. I think uh, what was the one that I was I, I liked the most? It was Diva, the spotlights. I love the spotlights. Spotlight. I like that one too. Yeah, that's good. You could be a clown. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of hilarious stuff. It's just a great. Game. I'm at the final boss. I'm about to beat it. I'll probably beat it today. Nice. nice. And we it's are, got it's got like a very extensive new game plus. Um, there's like a lot to that game. That's what so. I've been seeing, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. we we love that. Uh, we've really been enjoying that. I think I, I mentioned Eden uh, Chronicles Rising last week. I'm playing, and I don't know if I've mentioned it in this space, but I one of the games that is going to go on my top ten list um, of the year. That I have absolutely adored is Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. I, oh, I don't so know good. if I've, I don't know if I've referenced it here or otherwise. If you if you enjoyed Stanley Parable at all, if you've never heard of it, then just buy it and don't listen to me at all. Just do it. Um, but if you enjoyed Stanley Parable at all from like 2013, you're like Ultra Deluxe Edition for that game is a weird concept. Congrats, it is, uh, and they know it. It's it's effectively Stanley Parable too. <laughs> um and they don't and and what's great about that description is like they don't they don't tell you anything about what they put in there and i'm like i wonder if it'll just be little stuff and they play with that notion in the game and then it is so massive what they have added uh to everything all i can say is silly birds check out that game 
Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is going on my top 10 list. If you have any interest in storytelling, meta narrative, narrative design, video games, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is a can't miss. And it's wow. and it's cheap for what it is. Wow. Put that on the box art. I haven't played it. I, I played it. It's my highest good. recommendation. Yeah. This but is what? the uh th this is this year's um uh Forgotten City Ains. That's oh, like a okay. one you'll probably miss, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Is it is it a narrative kind of game like that? Like how's it yes. play? Yeah, you can't hit anything. Oh, you didn't play the first one? I haven't played it. You never played no. Stanley Parable? I, I don't even want to tell you anything about Stanley Parable. Just go play it. Yep, if you want, I way. will buy you Ultra Deluxe if that is what you need to tip yourself over the edge. <laughs> I love this game so much. Okay. It's a great game. Uh, what what platform is it on? Everything or it's on yeah, everything. Nice We're actually playing it on the Switch. Okay. Well, don't <laughs> calm down. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I'm just I'm just telling you I that don't. it plays on a you know a decade old cell phone uh you know okay. driver. So it plays okay. on everything. All right, I'm checking it out. There you go. I'll, I'll buy it this week. I promise, and I will report back next week. Awesome. Cool. Dan, you're obligated to play it with me, by the way. Okay, now we're getting nope. homework assignments from Hope. This ain't happening. <laughs> um, I'll look at it and see what it is. I have no idea. I've never even heard of it. I think I've heard Hope mention it a, lot it a few of times. talking about it, but I've just never checked yeah, it out. That, yeah, so I think good. that's kind of where I'm at. It's so yeah, good. Really. And the reason they have trouble marketing it or otherwise, or have fun marketing it, is like, show anything. I don't want to tell you anything. Yeah. Mm. Just, just play it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Fair I'm enough. What else, guys? Anything good? No. I'm playing three games right now okay. that I cannot talk about. That's my situation. That doesn't help. Unfortunately. Oh, he loves that power move, doesn't he? The it's not a power move. I, 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 I'm just under strict NDA, guys. I can't it's talk that, about any of these of things. I had, to put the, uh, I had to put the extra loot uh, in a different drawer so you wouldn't <laughs> see it on the frame here. You know how it is. Am I right, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. I switched these posters out briefly before yeah. we started the show. I, yeah, of course. Uh, I, how do I do this? How do I do the show? <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I write for IGN. Have you heard yeah. of it? <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Three oh three games you can't talk about yet. Or any I, of Travis, I unfortunately, but... but all right, I hope, really hope that one of those is one that you can at least enjoy the playing of. Yeah, I mean that's yes, yeah. Uh, I think all three of them are gonna, you know, are are decent games, and I'll be able okay. to talk about two of them next week. So okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm at the end of an NDA here. Uh, okay, up, so. two of them he can talk about next week. The last one he's playing through right now is Starfield. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that one will be June for sure, probably late June. But yeah, I've got a. Yeah, next week. Next week. Ask me again next week. I'm playing around. All right. Stuff. All right. Fair enough. Okay, guys. So why don't we jump over to kind of the uh <clears throat> our big topic for the week, which is breaking sure. down these PlayStation Plus details. We talked a few weeks ago when they kind of first announced this revision, which we were generally unimpressed with, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then uh a couple days ago, we got kind of the full details. So first things first. This new kind of PlayStation Plus is a global rollout, but it's staggered. So if you weren't aware of kind of when your PlayStation Plus will be changing or evolving, whatever word you want to use, um, starts in Asia, May 24th. That probably doesn't apply to a lot of people listening to this. Japan on June 2nd. North and South America, it's going to be June 13th. So funny enough, the Monday right after the Xbox showcase is when the new PS Plus will go live. Uh, if you're in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, that's June 23rd. 
So <clears throat> the first thing that was announced this week, which was a surprise, is that Ubisoft is also partnering with PlayStation on this new PS Plus. And they have two things that are coming, two separate things, which I think people might have gotten confused on. So it's easy Ubi enough to do. Yeah, exactly, because there's a lot of weird kind of nuances to how they're doing this. So Ubisoft Plus is the current service, the premium service that's $15 a month, only on PC currently, where you get basically the Ubisoft catalog. So you get day one releases of Ubisoft titles. You get their, you know, a bunch of their classic titles. It's kind of like this all in on Ubisoft subscription that you can get. That is coming to Xbox and PlayStation at a later date. They haven't announced a date for that yet, but that is coming. So you'll be able to subscribe to that separately on your console instead of just PC if you want to. Now, what they also announced this week was that Ubisoft Plus Classics is a separate thing that is going to come as part of uh, the PlayStation Plus tier. So <clears throat> what that is, is it says right here, beginning May 24th, so as we record in a couple days here, a new Ubisoft Plus subscription for PlayStation Plus called Ubisoft Plus Classics. This is a curated selection of games, including top-selling games like Valhalla, Division, For Honor, as well as a bunch of their classic catalog. They said it's going to launch with 27 titles and grow to 50 by the end of the year. So the weird thing about this is it's going to be bundled with PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium tiers, which are the second and third tier. Here we go with these damn tiers again. Um, <clears throat> and if you find on our site, by the way, all the details of this are on our site, so you can pull that up if you want to. But does this, the question, of course, for you guys is, does this interest you? Does does having a catalog of old Ubisoft titles add any kind of benefit to you as far as your PlayStation Plus subscription? Do you care about this at all? I mean, I have I have more questions than that, honestly. Um, go for the it. first the first is the, the naming convention. You know, they use classics. And when I see Ubisoft classics, I, honestly, my head goes like, all right, let's go, you know, play some 2D DOS, you know, Prince of Persia or whatever else you're going to pull up out of your, you're going to figure out how to work Anno, uh, you know, Age of Discovery in there. Um, and that's not this. Like the, they, they say here, we're also doing Ubisoft classics, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is like <laughs> one of their most recent major successes. And I'm like, okay, yep. You just you just wow. picked a name out of a hat for this, Hogue, which makes it even forgot, more confusing. Oh, you forgot to ask permission to treat Ubisoft as hostile here. <laughs> yes, I should. Well, no, I, I think that obviously any any value you can add to your Game Pass equivalent is going to be a good deal. Um, like that's that it's better. You, there, nobody is saying, "Hey, I wish we didn't have those more games." Sure. Um, the, one of the interesting things in terms of, and this is just the way I read things, right? As a lawyer, is the term bundled means that they're mm. specifically keeping the separate identity of Ubisoft Plus Classics. And that also implies to me that this is, um, I don't know, uh, a teaser first hit kind of situation that they've worked out with Sony. Because Sony's stuff, and we can talk about the rest of the, stuff, the specifics, yeah. is, um, I, in my opinion, I'll just give you the spoiler alert, not terribly impressive. Uh, and so the more stuff that they can add into it, the better it can look at the top. And again, we're in what we would call user acquisition phase for any of this thing, any of these things. You're keeping the numbers down in terms of price as best you can. You're trying to throw things at people. This is what we saw from Netflix a decade ago. This is what we saw from Game Pass really right now. Um, and so to me, the signaling I get from an article like this is you're not going to have this forever. We're trying to get you interested in Ubisoft Plus on the PlayStation. So we're going to give you a teaser package and we're going to try to sell it to you. Uh, and so my excitement is limited on that front. Otherwise, I like Ubisoft. I think their list is pretty good. 
um, for the classics. But I I just think this whole thing is coming together like with uh, bubble gum and bailing wire, okay. and I can't I can't trust it at all. That's that's where I sit. I do like Ubisoft games though. Yeah, and it does. It's to your point, that's kind of what we're going to go through because the way they broke this out on the PlayStation blog this week, it, it was it was like here's a chunk and here's a chunk and here's a chunk and here's a chunk, and that's how we're going to talk through it. So it's it is interesting the way they've broken this apart. And I saw someone, funny enough, I saw someone in the chat say Rayman, uh, KLF. Um, Rayman's not included, at least not today. It's not I think that might be a response to what you think of when you think Ubisoft Classic. Classics, like, yeah. you think of a Ubisoft Classic, Rayman is like, what, number one, maybe, of what you think. Um, me, yeah. So, yep, so there's like no. Far Cry 3 through, no, Far Cry 3 and 4, the South Park games, Steep, The Crew, The Division 1. Like, it's it's not overly impressive, at least in my opinion. Uh, the first Watch Dogs, right? You know, and then uh, uh, some of their smaller games as well. This is my problem yeah, the, with... The first uh, Watch Dogs is weird. The first <laughs> Watch Dogs is, well... Well, it's, 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 that should be two. Solid. Like, if you look at the contemporaneous stuff that they're giving you, that should be Watch Dogs 2 right there. So that's odd. That's an oddball in terms of the years that we're looking at. Like, Watch Dogs 2 is, you know, comparable to some of these things. Certainly, Valhalla is their big ticket item. And sure. that they throw out yeah. there it's 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 bizarre it's a, it's a bizarre list sorry I, Travis, problem, I didn't mean to jump on you yeah i was just gonna say my problem with these sorts of subscription services is when they announce it and they go including some of our best sellers i'm like well if they're your best sellers then people already have them so like give me a subscription service with like all your worst sellers like the games that i for sure haven't played like that that's that's the subscription i want your I sixes want. your five yeah. six double seven <laughs> Travis has already played all those. Where's that? Where's yeah, that sure space game where those, you, you Ubisoft, like, where's that space game where you tried to tell sell me a ship that I attached to my controller? Give me that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, they did. I'm serious. They did. I'm Sorry. Starlink is included in their classics. Yeah, I, I would be more likely to pay for a subscription service that had all the games that I didn't play. You know what I mean? Because it, it's just all these games I've played or I have in my library or whatever. And so it doesn't super excite me. But I mean, if you're trying to break into you know an ecosystem and you 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 get you get some ubisoft games that are some big ones some recent ones uh some weird ones like watch dogs one uh and then uh yeah i agree the name is odd the classics uh and classics um, valhalla is like what did my brain just do yeah <laughs> it, this actually really reminds me of the ea play move with xbox uh game pass where that was like one of their first big gets and that's still a part of game pass so i wouldn't I wouldn't bet on Ubisoft Classics going away on the PlayStation subscription just because it, it seems to have become kind of part of Game Pass's brand for EA. So it's an interesting move, though, for sure. Yeah, and, and it makes you wonder, too. I mean, Ubisoft previously announced that Ubisoft Plus was coming to Xbox. So it'd be interesting to see if this whole Classics thing does get added to... It will no longer be coming to Xbox. I'm willing to give you my hat on that one. Oh, for the sure. Cla classics, please? Yeah, no, Ubisoft, they've picked their sides. Uh, no, they, no, yeah. no, no. Ubisoft announced in this that it's still coming to PlayStation and Xbox. Ubisoft Plus. But, but not Game Pass. No, Ubi... Again, see, this is the problem. Ubisoft Plus is the paid subscription that's still coming to PlayStation and Xbox separately. It's not coming out anytime... Well, at least not now. Ubisoft Plus Classics is what we're talking about here that is being bundled with PS Plus Extra and Premium. Okay. Right. You don't get Two Ubisoft Plus with the the play, PlayStation Premium. That Correct. You don't get Ubisoft Plus. Probably. Correct. Yeah. Charging. Yeah. So you're paying I, like I, probably I thirty two dollars for the whole thing. 
Yes. Yes. I think what Hope's saying is that the classics is probably not going to come back. Yeah, probably not. Gonna, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which which we'll see. Yeah. Well, so, the interesting subtext to all that, Ains, and maybe you were already getting to that. And I apologize if I'm jumping on that. Is that you know we're in an era of consolidation, and Ubisoft is up for grabs, uh, just as EA is. So picking sides here on all of this stuff, every news article we read on anything like this matters. <laughs> Connecting your company with one of these hardware manufacturers is a big freaking deal in the year 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's all sorts of things happening. I know we're going to talk about EA later in the show, but yeah, there's which, all sorts of things happening. Yeah. Yeah, there are. And uh, it, to your point, it, it all plays into the larger equation for sure. Um, so perhaps the, at least to me, the most interesting piece of what they announced this week were the actual PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 titles that are going to be included again in the extra and premium tiers of PS Plus. And these were a lot more intriguing than the, the, the Ubisoft bundle. So I'm obviously not going to run down all the games included here. Like I said, it, the whole list is on our site. You can pull that up while we're talking. That would but be a great a show. You just read off titles. That'd be a good yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, a bunch of first party stuff, some really good games here, right? You've got Uncharted, you've got The Last of Us, you've got things like Rezogun, Returnal, Shadow of the Colossus, you've got the Spider Man games, you've got Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut. Demon Souls. I mean, there's a lot of good games here. Bloodborne. I'll throw that out there. I mean, it's okay. Um, and then you also <laughs> you also have uh, third party games. Uh, and again, it's not a gigantic list, but there's some good games here. You get like, a, funny enough, you get Valhalla. So take that as you will. It's in two parts of the service. You get uh, like Arkham Knight. You get some Far Cries. You get uh, Final Fantasy 15, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, you know, some decent games. So I think that. Um, as we saw with PS Plus previously, you kind of had this curated selection of AAA titles and some first-party stuff. And it, it just simply looks like they're expanding that, right? Like the offering of what they're including from first-party and now some third-party agreements is expanding. And I think that's pretty much anyone who subscribes to kind of PS Plus and is being migrated to this premium service. This is just a, a nice addition, if you will, to what you're already getting, in my opinion. Well, if you're just subscribed to PlayStation Plus right now, you're just you're just getting PlayStation Plus. Like that's that's the normal that's the lowest tier. You're no, they're migrating you to premium. You're so your existing uh, membership. Like, say you have eight months left of PS Plus today, that'll be eight months of premium when you when they migrate. I thought it was oh. if you had. Yeah, I thought you PS just get now is included. Yeah, like you if you had PS schedule, now. Right? So sorry, go ahead. You're both. Uh, no. Hold on. So okay. I, I thought I thought it was if you had if whatever you had the most of, let's say you had like two years of PSN or whatever, and you had PlayStation Now, you got upgraded to the premium tier. If you just had PS Plus, I didn't know you got upgraded to the premium tier with whatever you. I don't think you did. I thought you got like. You oh, you know, then I, I'm mistaken. I apologize. I could have sworn that's what I had read previously. It would have been a new thing that was added this week that I missed if it was because yeah. before what they said was if you have PlayStation Plus your service becomes PlayStation Plus Essential. Essential is just Plus. It's just multiplayer and whatever random games we decide to deign upon you. Um, but I'm, I'm, looking up at their, I'm looking at their fact right now just to make sure because they, they, they need a fact because there's now three tiers and four services and I and, got help. Funny, and funny enough, there's four tiers because there's a separate deluxe one in different <laughs> regions, which is like, what are you doing? Well, Ains, uh, I was going to mention when you called out Valhalla, if you look at the Valhalla entry, it actually has three asterisks uh, and and in fairness, there are actually there are four tiers of asterisk. And, and one of the things I tweeted out when this announcement was made is 
by the time you need a four asterisk uh, footnote, you've given up on clarity. Okay. <laughs> like, like just in general. And so that three asterisk footnote next to Valhalla says you'll be getting Valhalla through the Ubisoft classics plus edition. So okay. it, it goes back to that, okay. but God help us all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to pay extra to upgrade Captain Crunch says you have to pay extra to upgrade unless you have both active subs for plus and now. So it's like Dan said, like you said, so I apologize. I could have sworn I read, I had it wrong. Um, so that to me is even worse, obviously yeah, yep. worse. Um, yep. no, I, I found it in the fact your membership will yeah. roll into PlayStation plus essential. So everybody, for, everybody's for, right. Chat's right. Dan's for right. industry experts, and we can't figure out the uh, subscription service. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, Travis, or to Rick's point, Sorry. if you have to have four asterisks next to something, yeah. you've messed up from the start. Like, Your clarity's yeah. gone. Your clarity's yeah. gone. The, the <laughs> asterisks are for each representing one industry expert you'll need to interpret. <laughs> and, and you may still get it wrong. Let's add well, a one, one of them has to be a lawyer. They keep yeah. adding one. So this one added Ubisoft Plus. I expect by the time we finally launch this thing, you'll you'll have like six to the nth uh, asterisks at the bottom of this thing. And you'll just have to, you'll have to read them like financial statements. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh boy. Okay. So at least we cleared that up for the people listening. So yes, sorry. that's, in, sorry that's the most important part. That is. So sorry about the confusion there. Apologies. Um, so, <laughs> so you get this larger group of games now. And then, as we also heard, the premium slash deluxe, deluxe is for other regions, depending on where you're listening to this, but the, the highest tier, we'll say, will also have the capability to download, download and or stream classic PlayStation titles. And we got the first list of those. Um, the list we is sure a did. lot shorter than I was personally expecting. Uh, it's only about 25, 30 games looking at this. There's uh, There's only... Nine third-party games listed currently, and maybe about 2025 20, uh, first-party games, including some some old games like uh, Hot Shots Tennis, Jack and Daxter Two and Three, uh, Ape Escape Two. Uh, we know Siphon Filter was coming, obviously. Um, a few of those, and then um, they also said that. <laughs> sorry for the continued clarity here. Some some of those games, which they didn't detail which, but some of those games will have increased frame rate and resolution. They're also adding some PS3 games, which will be streaming only. So just like it is on PS Now uh, today, there's going to be, looking at this, maybe 25, 30 games from PS3 that you'll be able to stream. But those games will remain whatever frame rate and resolution they are on PS3 today. They're not enhanced in any way. So now that I've confused everyone. Um, right, Sony did this. Sony did this. <laughs> We're doing our best. I'm doing my best reading through this. Um, like I said, all of the detail with all of the games is on our site. You can check it out there if you need clarity. But let's get back to the bigger question here, which is after reading all of this this week and getting more detail on what these offerings actually are, do you feel any better about personally upgrading to premium going forward? Or are you just at a place where this doesn't kind of – uh, Dan, I'm actually going to start with you because we started with Game Pass last week, right? Because you stopped your Game Pass subscription because to you, the, the value just wasn't there. And <clears throat> so I want to hear your thoughts on premium PS Plus, looking at these list of games, most of which are older games, obviously, or games you already own. Do you feel the same way here or is there more intrinsic value with PS Plus, do you feel for you personally? I don't think I have. I mean, th this is worse. <laughs> However... I'm going, I'm going to say this. 
when they announced that all this stuff was going to be converting over, right? I uh, had two years of PSN codes. I yes. had nobody else to give them to. I put them on there. I also had a six month uh, PS Now thing. Turns out that was the right thing to do because they stopped the, you know, the stacking of. Uh, yes, they prevented the stacking. Now, yeah, I did that maybe two weeks before they announced that. Okay. So now I have PSN, and I will apparently, I think, will get premium for like almost three years, like two and a half years. So I'll have this, and I spent maybe seventy dollars total. Sure, it wasn't really maybe eighty bucks, which is probably about the same amount I spent on the Game Pass initially when they had the dollar transition, where you can just transition everything over. Yep. Um, with that being said, I'm not going to use any of this. So <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like I had it, I have already had it sitting there. I had to use it. I might as well just get rid of it, you know. And 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 th th this to me, I mean, aside from being just super confusing, um, I'm not a big fan of going back and playing these older games. I buy pretty much anything that I want anyway. So like if we, if a big, if a big game comes out, like you know, and, and say like guardians of the galaxy is a good example right i wanted to play that game really bad um it came out on game pass you know whatever three to six months afterwards you know for me that's not good enough you know these, these companies this is the year for me of down with the streaming services so i'm hoping by the end of the year that i only have like one or two which we'll see um i've already canceled several of them so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm just tired of just not getting the content when i can just go ahead and buy it and not have to worry about it. Don't have to worry about it ever leaving the service. Don't ever have to worry about it, you know, coming three months later where I've missed out on, you know, the initial you know, mm -hmm. gamer yeah. party and all that stuff, all the FOMO and everything. So yeah, this is to me, this is about the same thing. And the only reason I'm going to have it for a couple of years is because I had shot the codes at a discount. Uh, if he... I had to pay full price for this, absolutely not. There'd gotcha. be no, no chance. No yeah. I, I, the other thing I forget. So two more pieces of context. I'm sorry. I just, I want to be as clear as possible for people listening who haven't looked through these details. So one thing I forgot to add at the end is that uh, they also mentioned trials previously, right? Which at the end here, they detail again, this is for the top tier. Um, they offer two hour limited game trials. Now it is the full game. And if you decide to buy the game afterwards, you do all your progress remains and trophies and everything else. Um, so they've only announced so far that there's going to be a trial for Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection and Horizon Forbidden West, first party, and four third-party games, Cyberpunk, Tiny Tina's, WWE 2K22, and Farming Simulator 2022. Now, the yeah, last – yeah, the only six games. <clears throat> the last oh, thing I, I, I think I'd love them. I, it, you think about Horizon Forbidden West's first two hours, gentlemen. Think, think of the first two hours of Horizon Forbidden West, right? <laughs> no, think, think about what kind of sales pitch the first two hours of Horizon Forbidden West is. The worst. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'll give it that. Um, the Enjoy. last thing I will say is this is not the final list. So they, they've been clear that they are continuing to add to this. There's going to be more games and trials and, and the PS Plus collection and everything else. So this is just what they've announced so far. So I want to be fair there. Um, so anyway. Travis or, or Rick, your guys' thoughts on, on this as an offering, and do you plan to be a premium member? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Travis, you want to go first or me? Go ahead. I'm resentful of all of this. <laughs> um, so I'm going to treat you as hostile if you're not careful Please here. Please do. Please do. 
Uh, no, I'm resentful of I, I am I've grew increasingly resentful of them putting the stuff that is the hardest to get on the highest tier. When I own basically everything that's interesting to me on every other tier, they're delivering it in 6,000 different ways that don't make a ton of sense and streaming and remasters and all this stuff. All I really want to play is Siphon Filter. And if they offer that to sell that to me, maybe that would be okay. Uh, but right now, they hide all of this stuff that is otherwise very difficult to access on your PlayStation 5 or your PlayStation 4 uh, on this top tier and make you pay for everything else that you don't need. And it's clear to me when you look at these lists that they do not have uptake from third-party collaborators like we would have hoped, right? By the time WB is offering Lego Harry Potter collection, which by the way was on sale for $1.99 on the PlayStation store uh, like a week ago, when that's their contribution, when you see these other things that are also very old, very cheaply sold, and that's what they're putting into this service, they don't believe in this service either. Now, to some extent, third parties are always prove it to me. Um, and if you go to the early days at Game Pass, you, you see some similar kind of thoughts uh, there. But I just do not see the uptake I would have wanted to see. I do not see PlayStation and Sony offering what I would want. Or to the extent that it is offering what I would want, I own it already. Um, and so I, there's no reason for me to get any of this. And yeah, I'm, I'm mildly intrigued when they start describing, we remastered some of our classics and not others. What does that mean? What, what exactly happened uh, and, and why can't I pay you money to just get that tier if that's the only way you're going to make it offered to me uh, rather than all the rest of this junk, which I don't need. So I, resentful is where I feel on that. Um, not because Sony shouldn't go out and try to make as much money as it can. If, if this is what their bean counters figured out was going to be the best for them, great. I think their bean counters are wrong. Uh, and I think asking for people to go have to get a master's in understanding what this says before actually purchasing one of their products is going to blow up in their faces pretty significantly. The beauty of Game Pass is you buy the Game Pass and you have the games. Um, everything else is very, very difficult here. And maybe it will collapse a little bit into simplicity when it's you hit the button and then you see what you got. Yeah. Um, but right now, <laughs> as it stands, they can't explain all these various tiers. And I probably wouldn't have even tried. I probably would have had a blog post that said, we know we're going to, we're going to have Spider-Man's. We're going to have blah, 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 blah. I would have done another generic post that said, here's some stuff. I wouldn't have even have tried to explain it because it, at the end of the day, it's what happens when I hit the extra button? What happens when I hit the premium button? And am I satisfied with the value offering there? I actually think when you were wrong and you thought that you got some kind of trial period at premium, that makes a ton of sense to me. That makes that roll us over, roll over what people have into premium so they can see what it is because using words is like trying to evaluate a VR game uh, from a, from a video right now. In my <laughs> that, that's what I see. That's my feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. And I, I have to wonder to your point, if, if there, someone there thought, you know what, what we'll do is we'll make it look like you get eight different things so that it looks like this big, offering right and instead all you've managed to do is confuse everyone and and not really kind of condense to your point what it feels like people are getting um a couple things i want to comment before you go travis um <clears throat> can i somewhat, say one other thing Ains? can i say course, right before? uh one exercise you might want to do to talk about ubisoft classics and why this deal was made look at these lists you rest of the panelists chat Look at these lists if you take out the things with the three asterisks and what Sony would have had to go out to the public with without them. Yep. So 
Yeah, as you, well, I didn't even see that. Happened. As you pointed that out, it, it, I did that in my head, and I was like, "Wow, that really drains this list quite a bit from third party." Yeah. Um, so yeah, one hundred percent. Jack Green says, "No, Last of Us Two is interesting. Remaster coming? Uh, question mark." Who knows? I mean, they're remastering Last of Us One for the third time. So the third time in eight years. Yeah. So with two, Last and of Us movie. Two, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and the movie, show. Last yeah, of Us show. Two. Um, who knows? They they obviously upgraded it for PS5. It runs and plays great there. It certainly oh, okay. doesn't feel like it needs any kind of remaster. It's a beautiful game already. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? I don't know. I, I, I refuse to guess as to what they're doing at this point. Uh, someone else said, um, Nubalak says, they don't have to do the first two hours. Isn't it up to the dev? Potentially. So I, I actually, as, as you asked that question, I went to PlayStation's blog, and it says, <laughs> with more clarity, you can play it for two hours for most games. That know. goes both directions, readers. That goes both directions. I don't know. So <laughs> that, that that's as much clarity as it gives. So they said two hours for most games. So we'll see. You can anticipate that Sony is going to have two hours. <clears throat> probably. Yeah, exactly. First party will probably be in. We'll see what they do with the rest of them. Um, but it, to your point, Hogue, you know, you think about uh, Horizon Forbidden West, that already seems like a mistake. But even something like Cyberpunk, uh, two hours is not enough to get any kind of inkling of what that game represents. Um, it seems that seems. Uh, but what like are the mistake. EA trials? Aren't they 10? Like 10, ten feels good. Ten. 10 feels good with a with a with the option of the developer to take that indie game or something that's shorter and bring that way down. But like for for, for Cyberpunk, for Horizon, 10, 10 to me seems like right. You want to get a feel for that? It's yeah. probably 10. Yep. Exactly. Uh and then lastly, the last thing we forgot to mention, of course, is that and it, this was a news item this week, because it is interesting, if nothing else, is that they're adding trophy support to Siphon Filter, which is a PlayStation One classic, of course. Um which is interesting because, as I think many of us know, people have been asking Xbox and PlayStation for years to add achievement and trophy support to classic games. And it's been one of those things that if you're an achievement or trophy hunter, it's just cool, right? Because there's you can go back and play games you love and get trophies and achievements. So this is the first we've seen of it. I think it's a neat idea. Um, we'll see how many they do. They haven't announced if they're doing, you know, how many more games. It obviously won't be the only one, but we don't know how many games they're going to do this for. But Cyphers could be the only one. one. Maybe maybe this is a, a flyer. Maybe they're they're testing it. It could be a test to see if how many people actually go back and play it. I guess. But you you would think the the technical work they'd have to put in to do it would be wasteful to only do it for one game. You would you would think. But who knows? How, how much of an upgrade are we anticipating for <clears throat> remastered? classic games they didn't, uh, we... <laughs> as usual they didn't they didn't specify okay because I, mean, I mean a remaster implies development time right it's not just like running it through i think a... <clears throat> i think remaster in this context travis is um uh, is xbox's auto hdr and auto fps boost and potentially some kind of auto resolution ai thing i, I, don't, I, even I don't think, think it'll be that good I, my, well my opinion but what i mean is I, it, it's it's back end things we can throw at old code um, to, to yes. be like Bleem yes. or Dolphin. From, um, again, I have yeah. the official PlayStation blog right here. Yeah. And all it says is some titles will show improved frame rates and higher quality resolution compared to their original launch versions. There's a lot of caveats. Is that what that they're now. calling remasters, though? Is that a remaster? They never use the word remaster. Yeah, okay. yeah they do. Well, Classic games catalog dash remasters. Oh, well, I think those were games that were already remastered, though. Do you know what okay. I mean? 
Like they're the the remastered version of that game originally. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, it can, right? <laughs> that list is the things that you can play. So here's the thing I've had a problem with for what Sony has done here for forever, right? You go and you look at, um, you know, Demon Souls or, uh, uh, you know, the new Spyros, which I know is Sony's or something like that. And then you look at something like Jack 2, Jack 3, like the Jack trilogy. And and we know Great games. when you look at that, it's like, that is just a version of the PlayStation 2 games that they got running on a PlayStation 4. Like nothing has been done. Like you, you go and you play those and you're like, okay, but they're calling that a remaster by the looks of things. Cause this is, and they separated them out. You want to know what, how desperate Sony is right now. So what we have is a product on the PlayStation four called the Jack and Daxter trilogy that gets three bullets on this list for Jack two, Jack three and Jack X, because why not? <laughs> yep. And there's nothing wrong with it. They run. I like playing dark cloud too. Um, but it's, it's like, it might as well be on a PlayStation two versus what is what does it mean what does select yeah. games will get upgrades mean i don't know i have no idea no you're you're right yeah it says <clears throat> good god and i'm sorry for audio listeners uh, or even you guys in chat right now this this is this, we're not trying to make this confusing this is what we're dealing with um so it says some titles will show improved frame rates and higher quality resolution compared to their original launch versions and i think the way the reason they use that wording is because you have these classic game catalog, right? Which may get some benefits. And then to your point, it says classic games catalog remasters. But I th again, I think that what they're saying is these were games that were already remastered that are now releasing in, in that state that could potentially benefit from the new hardware giving them better frame rate and, and resolution to your... Uh, to your point, which about makes like, sense to me, Ains. Yes. And, and that would be essentially three categories of overlapping groups, right? It yes. would be new, new stuff. It would be stuff that you've already been able to buy in a crap state <clears> because <throat> we didn't touch it at all. And then it's a third group of something yes. that could be out of both of those groups that we actually did bother to do something. Exactly. Exactly right. Yep. Um, I don't know how I should take that when I can't tell what games they are. Exactly. Because they don't tell you. It's just some uh, is the word. Whew. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the problem. I think the meta conversation here is that I, you know, I read things for a living. We're all smart guys. We're seasoned. And <laughs> the thing is, the thing is damn near inscrutable. <laughs> we do have a, we do have a couple questions. Uh, and you, I, uh, Travis, I know you got to give your thoughts here, but you can add your thoughts <laughs> to these questions as you go. One person said, would it make sense to also add, and, and just the sheer thought of an additional category here is funny to begin with. But someone asked, do you add something just for indies going forward? Um, and then I missed the second question. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep up with everything here. Uh, oh, uh, Darren. Uh, what's up, Darren? Good to see you, man. He said, uh, is the streaming stuff provided through Azure or their old Gaikai tech? As I understand it, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. This is the PSD streaming as you know it today in PS Now. Uh, I don't think there's any kind of upgrade that is expected for the streaming games as part of this rollout. So, Travis. Again, oh, God. Okay. All I was going to say is I know enough to be dangerous here, but the, the actual streaming tech, the software, can 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 run on Azure servers. I thought they've been doing that throughout this period since there, they signed the deal with Azure. So I, I, a, I, I could a, be wrong. Yeah, they haven't provided full clarity there. There is a okay. transition to some of the back-end PlayStation services to Azure just because – 
you know, when you're talking about cloud, it's AWS, Azure, or Google. I mean, that's 85% of the world right now in cloud. Um, so they are transitioning a lot of those backend services. They haven't really detailed what's what, like what's running on what. So I don't know, but okay. they, they certainly haven't announced any upgrades from where it streams today on PS Now to, to this service. It seems like it's the same thing. So Travis, uh, you're gonna you're gonna make this super clear for us. It's gonna be crystal clear after you speak, right? Take it, take I us hope away. So. I I had I had like my thoughts, and then now I'm I don't even know where to begin because we've covered <laughs> so much since since the initial question. Um uh so a few things. One, I I I think we, we talked about this originally. I was relieved because it wasn't a game pass competitor, it was sort of like them doing their own thing. Um and now I'm starting to wonder if that is, uh, if that's still true, because it's starting to look a little bit more like a Game Pass competitor, which I personally think uh, PlayStation shouldn't do, right? Like Microsoft was losing pretty badly in the war against uh, against PlayStation, doing things the old way, so they changed the game. And I think that Sony plays into Microsoft's hand if they start to chase, uh, you know. Um, Microsoft's Game Pass subscription and try beating them there. I just think that their model works for them and it does a very specific thing that I, I don't think you get on Xbox. Like the, the thing that I liked about PlayStation Plus is that when you had PlayStation Plus, you felt like king of the realm in, you know, in, in PlayStation land. You're, you're there and you get all the games and perks of doing so and no ads nobody's trying to sell you add-ons or what 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 not and now if you have playstation plus the equivalent of it right you're on the lowest tier of a paid member and i assume that they're going to be trying to upsell you stuff oh you want to play this demo well buy the most expensive version of our our subscription service and i think that cheapens the um the walled garden that they've built and that they've done a really good job maintaining with high quality content um and I just, I don't know if the model matches what PlayStation's built. I also don't know if the offerings are going to be competitive. Uh, old games, Microsoft will be the first one to tell you with their backwards compatibility program. <clears throat> they do not drive uh, users playing them. Like there's, there's a very small percentage of people who are interested in playing old games that haven't been remastered or, or remade um, that I think hurts them. Uh, and then, you know, partnering with people like, like Ubisoft, it, it just... It makes their model depend a little bit too much, in my opinion, on uh, things that they're that, that could go away. To Hoke's point, right? Like it, 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 this, this couldn't. This isn't necessarily a forever part of the package. It's just some a partnership that they have now. Um, the demo thing bothers me. The putting games that they know people want to play behind the final tier bothers me. Um, I personally am am very happy in my decision to stay at the lowest tier. Um, but for how much longer, I don't know. And, uh, that's not a great feeling, you know, when, when you used to play, pay the same amount and get, be, be on the top of the, the mountain. And now you're, you're, you know, basically a pleb, you know, if you only pay for the regular piece <laughs> now, that's not a great, a great feeling. I, I just feel like they could have done a lot better if they just made this a completely separate service, like they did with PS now and just make it very cut and dried. Right. Like you. You still get your PS, your PlayStation Plus uh, subscription, 
you get all the stuff you you used to get from that and then here's this other thing but i think they've muddied the waters by making this confusing tier list and making it feel like it's all part of the same program when really this is like 18 programs stitched together i mean that's the main problem right that's why it's so confusing is it's like well there's the demo program and then there's the ubisoft plus program and then there's the you know backwards compatibility it's just so many different kind of things that they're like oh it's all part of the same thing and it just doesn't feel that way um and i think that's part of their problem so i suspect that this program will not look the same way that they're presenting it in a year uh definitely not in two years and uh yeah that's we'll we'll see how it goes but yeah i'm i'm uh emboldened by my choice to just stay on the normal tier at least for now and we'll see if i continue to feel that way travis you make a great point because uh i'm i'm also going to stay on essential uh ames and dan do you have any feel for what you're going to do uh when this when this tier change happens over the summer i'm, I'm already locked in uh, i think right. we're going to see what happens on the 13th <laughs> and what happens with my subscription i should be locked into the premium for two years okay that's what should happen after yeah, that I- it's out that's i mean there's no question <laughs> yeah and, and right at the very end they do say one more one more thing i need to mention they do say that this uh monthly refresh of games will still happen for ps plus essential members so like you know every month they say here's what's coming for ps plus and you get like two games or whatever that's still going to happen um for extra and premium members there will be a refresh twice a month i think yeah, an, addi- an additional season. monthly refresh will occur in the middle of the month. Yeah, so you get <laughs> you get you get one monthly refresh if you're essential. You get two monthly refreshes if you're extra or premium. Well, because they're different refreshes, right? So the monthly refresh for PlayStation Plus is what are your free games, and yeah. the monthly refresh for extra and premium is what did we just lose our contract rights to? Exactly, um, and, and that's gain, exactly right. And gain, but like so, they're they're negotiating <laughs> their contract license rights on a on a two week on a two week yes. basis. Same, I mean, I'll, same I'll, yeah. That's Which is kind of what Game Pass has done, right? That, because Game Pass has two times a month where they announce what's coming and, and leaving. Um, is that how Game Pass works? Because I, I, and I'm not, it's not like I'm keeping a calendar next to it, but I felt like I go in once a week and then you can see a few more indies there because I usually go and grab them and play them. Is it not once yeah, a week? Yeah, they, no, it, they, well, they have, they have basically two announcements a month, right? So they say here, the, here's the calendar of what's coming over the next few weeks, but then the, the game's, release in a staggered state that's why you see new games kind of every week i like that yeah i like popping into my game pass button and being like "Ooh, i was gonna i wanted that yeah exactly (laughs) it's a good way to do it i like how they do it for sure um for me to answer your question rick directly um there i don't think there's anything here that uh is making me go premium um there's there's very little that i don't to dan's point very little i don't already own or already play if i want to there's not enough of the older stuff that intrigues me to really make me go, you know, subscribe to this. And literally the only thing I saw in here that I thought I would play is like, oh, Miles Morales, because I just never bought it. I'm not a huge Spider-Man guy. And I was like, it's oh, great. I'll play Miles. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard great things, of course. It's great. Um, but I was like, I'll check it out if it's in the subscription, but it's premium. It's extra and premium only. Well, no, I'm not going to subscribe just to play that. I can go buy it for 20 bucks. Like um so yeah it's there's no i'm staying essential until they show me more personally and i really am curious i you know you heard me say resentful i really am curious if you've got <laughs> like I, i'm using siphon filter as example because i've wanted to play siphon filter on one of my modern systems for forever sure. uh, but um i'm really curious if they're actually literally going to say siphon filter is totally functional you don't have to stream it or anything like that we are only going to make it available to play 
if you're paying us this exorbitant amount of money on the premium tier of PlayStation Now, rather than here you can go buy it for what would be kind of an exorbitant amount compared to the subscription? Because I'll just go grab the damn thing if you make it available. But they have indicated that not at all. Not that I would expect them to. To be clear on corporate messaging, you have a platform you're putting out. You don't go and say you, can, you, you don't have to use this at all in the same time that you're announcing it. But if they if they sell these things, I would I, I would probably buy a Jumping Flash. I would probably buy a Siphon Filter. Things that remind me of what I love sure. about their first generation. But I'm not willing to go and pay for a bunch of stuff I don't need in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, so a few comments you know, I want to go ahead, Dan. The, the, the key here is with all these services, right, is to make them <clears> indispensable. <throat> and we've talked about that before. Yes. The gamers, they haven't done that with this. I don't think Game Pass has done it either, but that's a whole other thing. But the, the, the bottom line is, you know, we don't know. We can sit here and talk about, like, you know, is this going to be profitable? Can they sustain this? We have no idea because every company's got a different, you know, red line, I guess, you know, where they go, okay, we need to sell. We have this many subscribers to, you know, hit this number and then we're happy, right? So for Xbox, it's going to be different than PlayStation and it's going to be different for Nintendo. They're all going to have different ways of getting there. But with 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 the subscriptions in general, I mean, if, if you have to be able to, one, make it clear, which they haven't done, and, and two, <laughs> you know, just come out and say, this is what you're going to get, you know, and, and, and you can look at numbers and, and, and break them down and, and all that stuff. And but but really, in the end, as long as they're going to be profitable on this or Xbox is you know profitable, even if they're not, you know, necessarily, I mean, we don't know. You know, we, we know how much they make, right? But we don't know sometimes, but we don't know like is is are they in the red? Are they in the black? You know, does it really matter? Absolutely not. But you no. know, I, I want I want a service to come out that's like, okay, we're gonna give you these day and day games, right? And we're gonna give and we're gonna continue like content is key, but you know, also the way to deliver that content, you know, they go hand in hand. And and I, I don't think anybody's really hit that point yet. You know, I look at Game Pass. I'm like, man, I can play this pretty much anywhere. This is fantastic. I can, you know, yeah, no, but I'm missing the content. You know, with this, I have no content. I can't really access it everywhere. I can access it one place, and it drives me crazy. So, you know, if I, I almost wish I would have just gave away my codes now, because the more I look <laughs> at it, the more I'm disappointed with something that I got a really, really good deal on. But nevertheless, you know, and I, I, maybe in a year from now, it'll completely be different. You know, it, it'll change. You know, Game Pass yeah. went through that too. You know, sure. so so I don't yep. know, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, there's there's a few comments. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, and value as always is subjective. I I mean that should be sure. obvious, right? So um, there's a few comments I want to comment. So someone, uh, Luca says that's how I feel about Game Pass. Nothing there to interest me. That's fine. And I, I again, I, I feel like we. Have Say we're, we're not the group. You're if you think this is a podcast that's pitting Game Pass against PS Plus as some no. Xbox first PlayStation thing. Well, that's not us. You're in the wrong place. Uh, if if you if you uh, feel that Game Pass is not worth your money, by all means, don't subscribe to it. Dan doesn't subscribe to it. We've talked about that. Uh, it's mm -hmm. you know it's whatever you want to do personally. Mm -hmm. um, Dabin Good says Johnny Depp sent me here. Just saying, I appreciate Johnny and I appreciate you as well, Dabin. Good to see you. Uh, thank you. Um, Jack Green says, uh, Rick, to your question, they did actually indicate that certain classics will be available outside of this service for separate purchase. 
I didn't see for that. Purchase, but... The one thing I did see is there was a there's a note that says essentially like if you've bought some of these already, like on your PSP, like that and, they'll be made available you separately. They say Vita but, too. Yeah, it, I'm sure. I, again, there's so many random details here. I think it's if you have like a version of this already, they're going to give it to you, which is super cool. I mean, I you know as long as we're talking about all the ri ridiculous stuff, that's that's a neat thing. Uh, if they can make it available to you on a different system because you already bought it. And heck, as I think about it, I, I almost certainly have the siphon filter that I would have bought on PSP or whatever um, from whenever they released it as a you know a legacy edition. Uh, my my question is, did my account stay the same? I mean, I have to really think about it. We're talking about like decades ago, right? Um, so it'll be that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, I think that is positive. And again, I'm willing to say, okay, if you've done this work and you can make it work on my PlayStation 5, uh, you know, I'd probably get like my entire launch lineup of PlayStation 1 just to reminisce about 1995. Hit me with Jumping Flash. I'll take a Battle Arena Toshinden if we can get one of those Ooh, up there. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll play those. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I look, I, you may have heard me say this before. I love Siphon Filter. I would take all the Siphon Filters um, if you could give them to me. But let's let's hope a new one's in the works. Um, yeah, you know, Ben promises they're only working on a new IP, but I think it's Siphon Filter. Oh, we can hope. We can hope. I know. I mean, between Siphon Filter and and freaking Splinter Cell, I mean, people have been hoping for those to come back forever now. So I, I've said in Twitter form, but like I I still can't believe how underrepresented like the international spy genre is. Oh, in oh, video no. games. It's like the easiest genre to attach to what we do as a video game player. And you know what I blame? It just, it just went away. What do you blame? I blame I blame the uh, the Bioware RPG that that didn't do well. I think that the 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 one where you played a, yes. a James Bond like spy. What was that yes, game called? It's okay. Uh, what was that called? Shadow something. Funny, I was yeah. going to say like Omega Protocol, Alpha Protocol, Alpha Protocol. That was it. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, um, great memory. I actually played through that whole game and think it's underrated, but that entire I genre. I, I mean, I think it's like a seven, but I think it's good. Yeah, 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 <laughs> me too. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, I think I blame that game. I think that's what did it because, because yeah. spy games were hot for a while there. There was like Mission Impossible games, some James Bond games, and then I think even off yeah. Well, freaking yeah. Metal Gear Solid is is one of the most popular franchises yeah. of all time. You have Splinter Cell happening at the same time, which was focused on stealth. And and spy game is just you know globe trotting international mystery that you have to shoot people in is like it it I, why where, where did we go where did we go now I personally think Hitman's kind of a spy game so I treat him like that but <laughs> and we do have uh, we do it have what feel you feel like it though we it have um, James Bond coming so we'll see we do um, have James Bond coming from the team that makes Hitman yeah exactly uh, there was one other thing I was going to comment on damn it. Oh, the going back to your point, Dan, about value and kind of like what releases here. I mean, the, the big thing we've talked about for a long time, as you as you noted, is day and date, right? New game releases, uh, first party game releases. And that is still the big differentiator here between Game Pass and, and what Sony is doing. And, and now, of course, you have, to have, you have to have first party game releases. We, right. we talked about that uh, last week or the week before. Um, for that to be, uh, but you, know, but you can value. supplement that with third-party exactly. deals. Exactly. I so. think I, I know Xbox and I know Microsoft has got the cash to go out and get some of these, and they got Sniper Elite Five coming out. They've got, you know, Playtale Requiem is I think coming to Game Pass day and date, and that's great. You know, but that's what you need to fill in those holes. And you do that, that then your your service starts going. Oh well, yeah, look at this. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, yeah, and, yeah we and get to play Sniper on it. Tuesday, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, it comes out this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and Deathmobile says cloud saves. I know. I know. Cloud saves. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Cloud saves just be standard. I think we all agree <gasps> there. That's an Oh, over. my God. I forgot, dude. That's part of the reason I switched from PlayStation is the, the oh. ease of saves. Oh, my yeah. God. Sony's that is so, so bad that that's behind a paywall. Oh, it's no. So funky. Very strange. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, I think we've broken that down about as much as we can for the time being. Uh, I think we all know this will evolve. It's going to be interesting to me to see how this service evolves, right? Like this is going to launch. PlayStation's going to run their numbers and see who upgrades and who does what tier. And then they'll start to recalculate and see what they have to do. And I, I, it'd be interesting. We'll have to revisit this maybe six months out, you know, later this year and see what's changed, if anything, on this on this service. It'll be interesting. Can I say one last thing? So, you know, Game Pass puts their games in day and date. I, I, I think that the demographics, the audiences here are a little bit shifted. Uh, I think that I think that PlayStation Plus extra slash premium, and they really want you in premium. That they, you know, it's they put the sizes of drinks out in front of you, and it's a little, it's a little gap between extra and premium, and they put extra in so that you can feel good about yourself for getting a deal on premium. They want you in premium, but I really think it's not for us. You know, we're seasoned gaming. We talk about these things. I don't think it's for anybody that has a podcast that talks about video games and otherwise owns most of these products. I think it's for putting in a PlayStation 5 box and saying, here, you get three months of this. Check it out. And this is just all you ever need to run your PlayStation. And for for more what we would usually describe as casual users of gaming to just say, I have a PlayStation arcade machine and I don't ever have to think about it. Um, because it, the stuff that's in there, is about a year old, a year old plus. If you don't care about these podcasts or the conversation online or whatever, you get Ghost of Tsushima Director's Edition and it comes popping into your system and you're like, cool, I'm going to go be a samurai. Um, and you, it doesn't matter that it came out a year ago because it looks great and it plays fant fantastically. Um, and I re I think that's what they aimed at. I, I, I do. I, um, so uh, all of this conversation is great. I'm resentful of it personally. I think if it finds success, I think Sony aimed this at people that don't aren't in the PlayStation ecosystem that don't don't play a ton of things. Uh, and then you can just say, I've hit that button. I pay a subscription fee and the box, the box sends me games. That's honestly what I think happened. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add. I think we've, uh, we've kind of covered the, the gambit of, uh, of what uh, PS covered this week. So we'll see, like we said, how they launch. We'll see what comes of it. We'll see what gets added. Um, I think that the, the, the biggest question that people will continue to ask, of course, is the day and date. Uh, people, every time PlayStation talks about their services, it's the first question that gets asked. They have already responded to it. Um, and it's just going to be funny to see if that ever comes a be, becomes a reality at this point. Uh, but anyway, we'll track it. We'll talk more about it. We'll check in on it in the future. So let's get to a couple other things that happened uh, this week. And, and uh, at least most interesting to me, is the fact that uh, this story kind of came out of nowhere. A site originally, I believe, and I hope I have this right, but called Puck News, which I had never heard of previously, but they kind of broke this story that um, Comcast chairman and CEO, Brian Roberts, who, if you're not aware, Comcast is kind of this conglomerate of other companies that they own, including NBC Universal. Um, they were apparently on the verge of acquiring EA, um, according to this report, and it fell through last month. 
So there's a, a you know some minor kind of high level details on this, but according to the report, you know this was pretty close to kind of coming to fruition. Uh, but according to the report, they also said that EA um, had been in talks with Disney, Amazon, and Apple. Um, so I, I I don't have a lot of details here. Obviously, there's speculation that's run rampant based on on this report. But I think what is kind of the bigger conversation and topic here that we can touch on is that. We've talked for a while now about how gaming is growing. Obviously, the the industry as a whole and the revenue streams there are massive, and you know, year over year growth is is substantial in the gaming space. And it's it's very clear that the big players from Amazon with Luna and their game studio companies and Google trying with Stadia and what they're doing, you know, they they're recognizing this, right? There's money to be made. So it was kind of interesting to hear that EA, which is, uh, I didn't look at this ahead of time. I want to say they're the third or fourth biggest publisher, third-party publisher. Um, You're counting Activision as sold? Activision was number one when they, uh, in terms of third-party, right? Today. Uh, anyway, I mean, I, it depends on what you're doing with like all the like the ten cents and the embracers. And are you including mobile? Yeah. Sure, There's all sorts sure. of stuff. Sure. So let's just say they're one of the biggest. They're, they're huge. Yes, they're very okay. big. Uh, so EA one used of the to biggest. call themselves the biggest games publisher, like for not that long ago. They used to call themselves the biggest games yeah. publisher. Oh, yeah, things change, right? Um, so uh, it is kind of interesting to hear that that large of a publisher with some of the biggest IPs we all know and I guess love. Uh, <laughs> we're talking with companies like uh, Disney and Amazon and Apple because we've heard for a long time now about Apple in particular wanting to kind of throw their hat in the ring here. Um, so just open the thoughts here, guys. I, I found it interesting uh, hearing that this fell through and obviously EA's and other talks. Do you see EA continuing to go down this path? And do you think we'll see something with EA kind of, you know, being one of these next big publishers to be kind of sucked up into the uh, the larger picture? Yep. I, I don't know if it's going to be a consolidation move, though. That was because... going to yeah. yeah. be my commentary. <laughs> yep, they're, this is going to happen. I, yeah, I think I think they're kind of right for it, um, as are as are Ubisoft and lots of these guys. But I don't know if it's going to be a straight consolidation move. Like I wouldn't expect to see like Sony or Microsoft or one of the existing publishers to buy them. I think it'll be more like somebody trying to break into the group, like your Apples and your Amazons and your Googles and like if, if NBC had acquired at Comcast, it, it would have been kind of a non-competitive uh, acquisition. You know, it's sort of them just, they, they want to get nested underneath some larger corporation, but I don't think that their goal is, I don't know if this will be like a consolidation move. I, I think at least that would be my hope. If it gets, if they get acquired by one of the other big publishers, I think that would be uh, not good, especially if it's going to lead to, I mean, we've talked about it on the show a bunch, but yeah. consolidation's not typically good for the industry. But um, I think uh, the the only way it gets acquired by one of those guys is if they're, you know, Microsoft is Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all aligned in their interests to keep Apple and Amazon and Google out of the game market. And I think uh, that's the only way it gets acquired by one of those guys is like a denial of service sort of move. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't I don't. I don't think you do that for 36 billion. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Beast said 36 billion in chat. Thank you, Beast. Uh, number two after Activision, not counting Tencent. So 36 billion is not a small chunk I of change. We had not count them. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I can, I can talk a lot about this or a little about this. 
Uh, I, I will say that 2020 uh, proved to be a sea change in the revenue and outlook for every video game industry member. Um, and to the extent that you've got stockholders or management or boards or whatever that are saying now is, <laughs> you sell high, um, you know, that's the kind of thing that you would be thinking about coming out of 2020 into 2021. Um, then you add on the Activision Blizzard consolidation, you add on the Bethesda Zenimax consolidation. And if you're at all interested in selling your company, you're on a lot of phone calls right now. Everybody is. I guarantee that. Um, NBC Universal and Comcast in general is an interesting bidder because they're known, they're known at least somewhat for being, I don't know how to describe this, being a little loose with their money. They're, they're, they're buyers right now on all sorts of stuff. They jacked up the price of Fox for Disney. We're getting into the billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars because Comcast said, yeah, okay, cool. Let's go, let's go try to snake it out from under them. Mm -hmm. um, them rejecting EA and EA not being sold with that kind of rumor going out there is actually pretty horrible for EA Yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of leaking out. So the very first one that jumps out into my mind was Disney included in that list. So there's a couple of interesting things there. Disney has been exiting tech as fast as they can. Uh, for a while, uh, for a while now, after the Infinity Project failed, they, they're getting out. They're getting out. They're licensing out their IPs to other people who sell them. Yeah. Interestingly enough, one of the major IPs they licensed out on an exclusive basis was, of course, Star Wars to EA. They have a very close. They understand how EA makes video games. Yeah. Uh, and if you're following along at home, they ditched that exclusivity provision. What appears to be about a year, eighteen months ago. Uh, so. That was never going to happen. So there's a couple of things that suggest, one, Disney's like, no, no, we know how you, nope, thanks, but no thanks. And also EA even approaching them with that is a certain amount of desperation. So Disney, to me, that was never, ever going to happen uh, for Electronic Arts. NBC then rejecting them seemingly at the last minute, but you don't know who's leaking this. Right. So we always have to take it with a grain of salt. Mm, I'm not sure how close they got to getting married. Um, and it appears that someone wants it known that EA is shopping. Um, uh, and it's, yeah, you would expect that if they're going to find purchase with this kind of, uh, argument selling to somebody, it would have to be someone like Amazon, someone like Apple. I would say the dark horse is if I were really speculating tinfoil hatch, you're putting it on. Why does this get leaked? You leak it because you hear Netflix is dying and they have a lot of cash and they're looking to buy game companies. And you say, okay, let's see if we can swing that. Um, and so I, I think EA is going to get sold, assuming that the deal isn't awful because they're, they're shopping to everybody on planet Earth. Um, but um, NBC Universal actually rejecting them is, a, <laughs> is more of a surprise than the fact that they were shopping to me. They, <laughs> For sure. I don't want to put this too harsh. Um, they buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, like they're in the buying crap business and figuring it out later. Um, Have you seen the TV shows? They've greenlit. That should tell you about their their bar. Well, I just you know, Comcast had the war chest ready to buy Fox. They've been sitting on that. They've been buying garbage since. It's like, yeah, buy that garbage. And it, it, whatever whatever they saw in their due diligence process of EA said, no, it's too garbagey for us. Okay. Um, pretty bad. That's pretty bad yeah, I, from a from an internet that provider that brought you five megabytes per second. They're saying not up to their quality standards. I mean, I, to yeah. be clear to our viewers and listeners, I'm not sitting in the room on this. I can, I can talk about things broadly. It, NBC Universal is known for buying stuff. Yeah. Um, EA's shopping finds itself in what sounds like serious talks with NBC Universal. 
if I had known about those talks from behind the scenes, I would have said at that point, it's 80, 90% likely that they're going to sign that merger agreement. Um, so the fact that they didn't, that is interesting. It also comes at an interesting time. First of all, before I forget, uh, I think you need to create official uh, Hogue Law tinfoil hats. I mean, come on. Yeah, that'd be just perfect. Um, But also comes at an interesting time, going back to kind of the gaming aspect of this. If you think about EA, right, and what they've, to your point, you mentioned the Star Wars kind of faults there and Disney knowing they needed to back away from that exclusivity agreement, right? Um, We've had the fallout with the FIFA license in the past couple weeks where EA has lost the FIFA license after 20-some years, right? Lost is an interesting word there, right? All the rumors we got... So FIFA's in free fall as an institution in terms of corruption and organization. They're a terrible they're, they're organization. They're being investigated by like <laughs> 17 countries yeah. um, and, and that kind of thing. And then apparently what we got as rumors is that they asked for the FIFA license, which is effectively a name and the yeah. World Cup. Uh, they asked for the license. They, they increased the license cost by uh, 100% uh, when they asked for EA to, to re-up on this. While FIFA's going through a corruption scandal and Qatar and everything else is just sure. in shambles. Um, and, and so EA said, we're pretty sure it's just a word and we're, we'll run without it. Now that's a bet because the world cup sells a lot. Um, but yeah, I, it, I very lost. it's not the same as the Disney loss. It, just in terms of describing these things, EA did not want to give up the Disney exclusivity. They lost that. They did not lose the FIFA license in quite. That's the same. true. That's true. But I, I am very curious to see how that plays out because FIFA is EA's number one moneymaker. Sure. It has been an absolute staple in the global gaming community for a very long time. Like my cousins, I have numbers of cousins in England and in Europe, I can say, who buy two games a year. One is FIFA religiously. So sure. I, I and they know it. It's, it's called FIFA, period. It's not called EA's football game or football club or, you know, and I'm just I'm very curious to see how that plays out. But let's also not forget that they've literally destroyed one of their strongest IPs in Battlefield. Battlefield's probably in the worst shape it's ever been as well. Um, right about that. And it, it's just it, it's just very interesting to watch where EA is right now. I mean, take away Respawn, who is gold. Everything they make, it you know, turns the to gold. The best deal they've ever made. They've ever signed, right? Take away Respawn. And what is EA producing right now? If someone can answer that question, I'm open to an answer, but I can't answer it. I they mean, continue to make promises that Bioware is actually making video games. Uh, they're making <laughs> Star Wars, Fallen, or Jedi Survivor. That's take away respawn. He said take away respawn. Oh, take away respawn. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would so you do get that? More needs <laughs> I hope you're still needing the speedings. You'll get more of those. Um, and then, yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 FIFA Ultimate Team. It's, uh, it's Madden, it's Madden Ultimate, Ultimate Team. Ultimate Team. Yeah. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Battlefield was supposed to be the return of this great IP. It was the exact opposite of that. Why um, take away Respawn, though? I feel No, like I'm, I'm just uh, saying that if you no. think of their management of things, right? Respawn was the best purchase they ever made. They are obviously managed independently outside of EA, right? They do. They have the, at least on the outside looking in, they have the freedom to do what they want to do because they're so good at doing what they do. Yeah, um, I don't think they mess with Vince. No, no, leave Vince alone, right? And I think that was part of the agreement that was clear when that was signed. Well, it would have least. had to have been. It's right in the shadow of when Vince flees from Activision. I mean, like that's that was what yes. was so unusual about that deal yep. is that like for what they had actually produced at that point in time, four hundred million was probably too high. But they could <laughs> see that Apex Legends existed in the background and all this stuff. And and it, look, this is 
this is a young enough deal that I know I talked about it in the social media space and I haven't been doing that that long. Sure. So like they've only been associated with Respawn for a short period of their history and they depend on it yeah. uh, for everything outside of their sports. Um, yeah. And that's that's wild. 100%. Yeah. And, and you know, Beast Munch's motive is, is making Dead Space remake and we know that's go. coming. Dead Space uh, remake. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got good studios. But Bioware's making Mass Effect. Sure they are. Mass Effect and Dragon Age. We'll see. Sure they are. Yeah, all I know uh, is whoever whoever ends up buying them, there's going to be a lot more things in EA all of a sudden. That's the Dude, yes, Travis. All right, Travis and I are going to pool our money just to get Jade Empire 2 made. We'll do it. That's right. We will oh, do Jade it. Empire. I bet oh, you, we, you buy the I, we could just buy the IP and make the game ourselves. That would probably be cheaper. Oh, just, how much, how much <laughs> do you think the Jade Empire IP goes for? If we bought it, nineteen dollars. They wouldn't sell it to you just out of spite. They, they, they'd be like, no, "We could use it someday. We could use it someday." Dan, uh, no. sorry, Dan said when EA gets bought, they're gonna what? I, I missed what you said. No, I just said all I know is that there's gonna be a ton of new EA fans out there. All of a sudden, that's the only thing I can say about this. Whole they're bought thing. by one of the producers. Yeah. yeah, if they it's go like, to Comcast, oh, nobody's gonna start liking EA. That's not how. Yeah, that's not how oh my god, trend. dude! Can you imagine that? That would be like a union of the two most hated companies in the world. It's, I think it they. Might have, it might be for some of those polls. Like it might have been one and two a couple. Yeah, of I, years. I'm pretty sure EA was number one one year, and then the next year it was Comcast. So they they're bedfellows for sure. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And yes, Darren, they did shut Visceral down. Yes, they've shut. EA has shut a lot of good studios down. Yes. Well, and they turn dice into dice and they turn Bioware into Bioware. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what comes to this. Uh, I, yeah, but I, I think more than anything, right? You're talking about it as you pointed out a 30 plus billion dollar evaluation of a company, anyway, that you know, in terms of acquisition. And it's just, it's a, an interesting market right now, the gaming industry space. And it, if nothing else, it gives us interesting things to talk about. So, yeah, it's been an interesting one for me because every time I look at it, EA used to be a, a logo and things that I would see on a bunch of games that I played. And like for the longest time now, I've, I've looked at what their annual output is and they're doing fine and they're making a bunch of money on live services. But I realize how little I see the EA logo, I how little I play those particular games outside of like I think they did a great job with their um, I can't remember what they call their partners program last year. Original. Like I really like Original. I really liked Lost and Random. I really liked It Takes yeah. Two. Like EA's yeah. doing some good stuff with like their venture venture capital arm, essentially, in terms of strategic investment and publishing. Uh, but their actual in-house stuff is, I don't play it's it. It's crazy. It's funny because I think of, you know, to your point, I think of growing up with EA and the the unique Genesis, Sega Genesis cartridges. And, and you know, you get into the early PlayStation era and PlayStation 2 era. And then just EA was, was that the every- Creepy Whisper era. When did they what? keep the, you with they the challenge everything? Is that? Is that oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think what that I, was the early EA. I remember EA Sports. It's in yeah. the game, and I remember. Oh I, yeah, I, one of my favorites was game. EA Sports. Big. I yeah, really big. Their, big crazy title. arcade games. Yeah, NBA yeah. Street. Come on, man. Yeah. Was that was that the whisper? Was it challenge everything? I remember it being slightly off putting. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that thing you're whispering <laughs> to me. I just remember challenge. that. That sounds pretty accurate. Challenge everything rings a bell. Electronic arts up in society. (laughs) (laughs) It's just random political messages. (laughs) Don't Uh, don't capitalism. All right, this podcast got strange very quick. Um, Uh, EA as they live. It's all good. They were great when they were creepy, I think is what we can all agree on. When they were making uh, Harry Potter Quidditch as the sports game. 
That's true. Yeah. A uh, couple, let's get to some of these super chats. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Luke in the house with Xbox expansion pass. Yeah. $2. This is my marketing budget. Thanks. <laughs> now it's our marketing. Everybody, yeah. Everybody go watch Xbox expansion pass. Done. 100%, 100% of the marketing budget went to us. That's a big spend. Thank you. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do what we can, buddy. That <laughs> boy horror back. Yeah, uh, EA lost FIFA name, but not player image rights for five years. Other games with FIFA name will be amusing. That is true. Very EA true. Has like 120 licenses for like the teams and the players and things like that. They they yep. will be okay. Yep. Well, we see how well they managed. Uh, NCAA, Might be a good move. So. I I if 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 it is as described in the rumors, I would have 100 done what EA did. Yeah. Screw yeah. you, FIFA. I, I actually think it might be smart, but you know we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Thank you, Fat Boy, again. Appreciate it, Brony. Rudy Rudy in the house. And Ruby Rudy. Oh, yeah. Ruby Rudy. I'm sorry. I said Rudy Ruby. Ruby, Ruby yeah, Rudy. I, I almost did too. <laughs> I will never forgive EA for destroying Dead Space. A lot of us won't. You know. They also yeah. created it. It was theirs to destroy. Well, Travis just... and I had the same thought. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. If you remember when Dead Space and Mirror's Edge get greenlit, it was EA trying to be more open to new ideas. Yeah. Uh, it was Remember like, those that was days? Every time. Yeah. yeah. To your point, that their best ideas recently have come from the originals program, right? Um, I really like Lost and Random. If you guys haven't tried it, it's an it's a delightful little I weird oddity. I, I haven't installed. I still haven't gotten to it. But right. thank you, Ruby. Good to see you. I think I a new face here, so I appreciate right you. This is this is why it I is on Game Pass. Delay delay everything. So it is on Game Pass. That's the new EA logo. EA delay. Delay <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the games we saw this week, boys. So we got uh, got a few things to talk through. Sure. So um, New Saints Row. Uh, this is a game that was originally supposed to launch early this year, right around when Elden Ring launched. Uh, um, is it Volition? Volition Games decided to, to delay it to later this year. And I think that anecdotally speaking, what I'm seeing on social media and the people I've talked to have been kind of indifferent to Saints Row. It's like, okay, Saints Row at a time started at a time when it was trying to be this other Grand Theft Auto. It kind of turned into its own crazy, you know, the crazy universe thing. And then it kind of faded away and now they're rebooting it. Um, and I think when they announced this late last year, I think we saw the first announcement, maybe the video game awards. I can't remember. Um, I believe it was the German one from last fall. Gamescom? Was, yes. Gamescom. Okay. So <laughs> when German we first... One. I apologize. The German one. Like, it's like Jeff Keeley is in there and there's like pictures of beer. It's, it's the German one. <laughs> the German one, yeah. Uh, I, 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 Again, anecdotally, I think people are generally indifferent to it. It's like, okay, we'll see what this is, but I'm not generally interested. Then this week we get the gameplay uh kind of trailer for it and again i keep saying anecdotally but from what i'm seeing on my timeline and the people i speak to the interest in this game has shot upwards drastically uh, a lot of people are saying i did not expect this game to look this fun this good this crazy well maybe not crazy but you know like uh to be this enjoyable and i see a lot of people uh saying that uh this is a day one buy now after seeing this gameplay so i watched it i like what i'm seeing i don't know if it's day one buy but i think it looks fun it looks enjoyable uh, where are you guys at on this? This game is going uh, to be the slump buster of the summertime for me. So that is basically where I'm at with it. There is such a dry buster. spell right now of no good, like real big first party games. Maybe Plague Tale, I think, will be in there. I will Plague definitely Tale. get that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a for sure thing. Which, which one? one? What did you say? Plague Tale. Plague Tale. Requiem. 
Should be coming out in what June, I think. Tail, you play Plague Tale, Hug? You didn't play Plague Tale, Hug? Plague Tale. Oh, a Plague, Plague Tale. Tale. I keep Plague hearing. Tale. I keep hearing Play Tale. I'm like, is it a new Super Lucky Fox? What are we? What are we all yelling about? Yeah, Play Tale. No, it's oh, not okay. that. Is Plague Tale two coming out sometime soon? Yeah, you played Plague Tale one, right, Hope? That's like it's got you written all over it. Yeah, I love you. Know, well, you know, I love directing rats just just generally. So <laughs> for sure, you make it a game. Yeah, that's that's your job as a lawyer, just directing rats. That's right. Yeah, I so mean, it, well earned and well timed. By the way, <laughs> in August. No, I mean, I think it looks. I think it, you know, the new gameplay looks really good. Uh, it looks like to be a, like a ton of like ways to customize pretty much everything in the game between you know, between cars, your 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 base, your you know yourself. I mean, there, there's just tons and tons of customization. Um, so I mean, it, it's probably going to be right up my alley. And also, like I said, there, there's really nothing else, and I'm kind of starved right now for something you know new at this point. What's the launch time on this, Dan? August 23rd. August. Okay. August. Yeah. So. It comes at a time where you know it's right in between everything. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it. What the hell, you know? I mean, what you know? It's it's something. We'll see what happens. But well, I mean, for me, you know, the Saints Row series is essentially uh, going to missions and 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 doing things of a very kind of standard variety in terms of overall meta structure for what they've always done. Um, and yes, that changed into superhero jumping and collecting crystals and fighting through hell and like all these various things that Saints Row went through. Um, but it's it's a very kind of staid approach to open world. Um, and so what worked for me in Saints Row is the humor and the references and things like that. And often didn't work for me. It's, it's touch and go throughout the Saints Row uh, series. I'll be curious to see what this actually plays like on an actual session, what those characters are like, etc. And I will tell you my own personal tilt. I love Volition. I've loved Volition for a long, long, long time. Um, I, I I will adamantly defend uh, Volition games, including Agents of Mayhem, uh, because I enjoy them. So, I mean, I, I have faith that they will put a product out in front of me that I will enjoy. Uh, but I'm, I would have rather gone with the original Saints Row people and gotten even weirder and multiversal or whatever else you go through <laughs> after the Earth has been destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I would have... I would have done that. I would have preferred that rather than going back to grounded. And some of the stuff in the previews is like, we have a more grounded approach to humor and everything else. It's like, you know, honestly, Saints Row 1, I didn't like that yeah, much. Agreed. So we'll see. Uh, I don't hate it. I didn't really hate the reveal. I just felt nothing towards it. But I, I do actually have, there are a few developers <laughs> that I trust. So I'm getting it because I trust Volition to, to put a product that I enjoy in front of me. Yeah, I like the uh, statement so, of I don't hate it, but I just feel nothing towards it. That trailer? Well, I don't know how anybody could have felt anything, but uh, that's just me. I did. I, I okay. want to talk about it because yeah. we talked about it on this show, and I think uh, back then it was just Ains, uh, Dan, and I, and I think you guys were pretty like, eh, and you were you were looking at the feedback from the internet, which was, this is not my Saints Row. You know, it was like that's like what a lot of people Hashtag. were saying. That was the, that was yeah. like the sentiment. And I, yes, to was. me, to, to me, when you, when you look at a trailer that doesn't have gameplay, all you can try to do is get like the general vibe or what you're going for in like tone. And tone. I think that they got, to me, the tone was, was like, okay, they're reimagining Saints Row, but it's still going to be silly and over the top and crazy open world sandbox. And when I saw the gameplay, I was like, yep, this is exactly what I wanted from that, that uh, CGI trailer. Um, and so I'm, yeah, same with Hogue. Like I, I think the studio is super talented. I think that, uh, people are focusing too much on a change in, um, like the main character and that sort of stuff, but it was still very clearly to me, 
uh, Saints Row type game. And so just looking at the gameplay, I'm like very excited for this in a in a world where every game tries to depress you. Uh, I, I think it's so nice to have the, just these popcorn games that are just like fun and over the top and silly, like just yep. causes of the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is a perfect game to pair with the uh, Plague Tale. Like, you know, when you need a break from the, the rat infested hellscape, uh, <laughs> you can you can turn on Saints Row and just fly around and bounce off of people's heads, apparently dressed as a cowboy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I like, I love Saints Row a lot. Um, I love comedy games. I think Saints Row, uh, the brand of humor is often, uh, quite good. So I'm excited for this, man. And I, I'm, I'm also kind of like personally just glad to see all the naysayers based on the original trailer to be like wrong. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I knew this was going to be good. They got it. So anyway, some of those previews, um, man, read like straight up marketing copy. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I read through some of them. I'm like, Wow. That, that sounds like it's from the, you won't believe how zany this is. It's okay. All right. All right. All right. All right and gadget. Okay. <laughs> and gadget. Yeah. I think it looks, uh, it definitely impressed me. It looks fun uh, to Dan's point. It comes out at a, I think late August release is a good kind of uh, window for them to release. Right. Um, so yeah, excited for it. Um, I hope it's fun in co-op. I will say that uh, the, those types of games where you can just kind of go nuts uh, for me personally, I love seeing those work well in co-op because then it just becomes a you and your friends goofing off type of experience. And I'm always down for that. So well, uh, this gunplay improved, you know, Saints Row always had true. kind of mediocre gunplay. So if you make that cooler, that'll that'll help the series period. Yeah, that'd be great. For sure. For sure. Uh, I'm excited about this one, boys, because uh, I didn't bring my popcorn, but I was going to set this one up. Um, boy. So Norman Reedus is doing an interview this week. And happened to let loose that uh, he's working on Death Stranding 2, uh, which that. was an interesting way for Death Stranding 2 to get kind of leaked. Um, he was not PR prepped. Uh, no, he wasn't because he said very it very – it wasn't like a, a, a kind of alluding to. It was a – yeah, we're working on part two of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i found that hilarious but i also find it hilarious because i know that hoag loves that game i don't I, just love that game that's in my top 10 of all time uh, now now we're just getting a little crazy no, okay calm no, down all right <laughs> but no, uh I, I will i will defend it i no. I, so i know rick loves this game as just evidenced i know that dan really enjoyed this game i know that travis does not and whenever we get a situation where we have love and hate on on one episode. I love to. I do not that. hate that game. Just to be clear, I just personally feel it is extremely boring, and I don't know how anybody could find joy in it. That's all. It's just a boring game. It's just a boring game. I'm sorry. It's just this boring. Is why, please carry on. Did you beat it, Travis? I'm just curious. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got through it. Yeah, I was just I, not I was the director's on... cut. I didn't go back to the director's cut, but yeah, I okay. just. Uh, I, I can't get on board with the the traveling postman walking along. Okay, so the genre does so so the concept doesn't match for you, I guess, which is fine. That's totally normal. Yeah, it's just boring. Uh, it's it's fine. It's a fine game. It's just boring. That's all. <laughs> He's preparing. I don't I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. It's just a boring game. I'm like, wow, this is like doing nothing for me. Uh, I prefer cool. your statement that. 
I don't see how anyone could find joy in this game. I mean, it, it's like, so here's the thing. It, it does things that I feel like no one could get away with except for Kojima. Like the fact that it just advertises monster energy drink in the game, like all the time. Super weird. Super yeah. weird. Yeah, very how, super weird. How, but, but again, non, yeah. non, not, so Alan Wake's one of my top games of all time. And you had Verizon ads and Energizer batteries. It's like, what? <laughs> which were super weird also. And they game. were, but, they, they, they yeah, took like, out the monster energy, by the way. But again, I did not play director. So like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they fixed. The they game, probably stopped the same... paying for the license and had to remove it for the yeah, new that's release. 100% what happened. <laughs> no, no, there's no way they were paying. Oh, you're saying monster was paying them. The monster had to pay them. There's no monster, way. Uh, monster was definitely paying them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, like, I have the same problem with Persona Five. Where like, I played Persona Five, and I, I did did not click with me. It just it it does so many things backwards. And then they came out with Ro Royal, and everybody was like, Travis, all the things that you complain about are fixed. And I'm like, okay, but a year has passed, and I already played through a hundred hours of that game, and I you know I I can't forgive it. So, like you know, the things with Death Stranding are like the super long, like weird loading screens. He's like getting in the shower and like, I'm, I'm waiting like eight minutes before I get to play the game. And then when I play the game, I'm just like walking super slowly. And I'm like, dude, I'm just bored to tears with this game. So that that's, that's my take. It's not, you know, it's not incredibly nuanced. It's just, I played it and I was like, damn, I'm bored. I'm bored. And I, I uh, if you watch the IGN well, review. I, it, watch the IGN review of Death Stranding because I agree with that reviewer's take on it. I'm like, dude, that's how I felt with this game. It's just, I just, Walt, didn't do for Walt in the chat said once someone told him that he has Stockholm syndrome for liking Death Stranding. <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah. I just think it's a Kojima, like, if you like Kojima, you're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on stuff that I would say is unacceptable in any other game. And I feel the same way about JRPGs. Like, if you like Persona 5, you're only liking it because you're just agreeing like, oh, well, there's certain things about the JRPG genre that are super bad game design, but I'm just going to, I'm going to forgive it because it's part of the, like, like static save points, not being able to save the game anywhere. Does anyone think that that's good game design? No, but it's a JRPG. So it's just tradition. And I'm like, it doesn't make it good, man. It doesn't make it good. Does everyone so, see why I was excited for this? Oh, yeah, I know. I know. You just... <laughs> I, I, I actually did your favorite. your go to bad yeah, game to back the, the, you up. Yeah, that's that, vanity. The, the best yeah. part about this is, as I love about you so much, Travis, you always find a way to double down. And you started with Death Stranding, where you probably had a 50 50 audience agreement rate, <laughs> right. right? On Death Stranding. <laughs> and you no, then I mean, went to Persona. No, you then went to Persona so 5 with me. You know what I mean? RPGs, <laughs> which just literally took it the whole other direction. And I, I know, that. I know. I, but here's here's the thing. what I, I think, will... Travis. Okay, go ahead. I've talked <laughs> I think that games don't have to be solely about endorphin rushes and fun and excitement and whatever our ADHD-addled society requires of them at every moment of every time. I think there is a place for making artistic statements, which you don't have to agree with and you can find failed, um, through things like struggle. Um, and what you describe as boredom or what I usually call from a video game standpoint, every inch a mile, that that it's difficult to advance and do your thing, that there's value in achieving that thing at the end of the process due to the struggle and maybe the boredom or whatever else that you had to go through. Um, I, I don't find Death Stranding boring, but I do understand how people could. So I'm, I'm going to grant you that point. That is not an issue. Um, what Death Stranding did uh, for me was take a concept, refine it to its maximum level, which is traveling between points, um, make that what I found to be interesting throughout, 
and put on top of it um, interesting meditations on the nature of struggle, connection, and communication that culminated by, for me personally, this is subjective, right? We're talking about reviews. Um, at the end, in one of the few times that I can remember actually having an emotional reaction um, to, to the conclusion of a game. So, you know, you want to give me tilt. It's it really worked for me. And so when I reflect on that, I think the tweet I do is at three in the morning because I couldn't stop because Travis, I'll grant you this point as well. I thought it was finishing four hours before and it, we had like three and a half hours of cutscenes. That's every Kojima game. Coming, right. So yeah. it was about a three and a half hour movie to actually finish Death Stranding. And I didn't realize that. So I got very late and I'm very, but I, I tweet out, you know, this is what gaming is about to me. That, that made me consider things that made me feel things. And the function of that, the game of it was all designed to make me feel that struggle, to make me feel like this was accomplishing something in order to put you in the shoes of somebody else. Um, it is a pretentious goal, uh, as Hideo Kojima is a pretentious creator. Um, and if it doesn't match with you, I can totally understand bouncing off it. I will say, if it matches with you at all, the thought process that has gone into it, the game that was built around the mechanisms that they had made into it, are um, sublime. Um, they all work to feed each other. They've all been thought through. Uh, and you say you wouldn't be able to get away with it. I say you're probably right. And I very much wish that wasn't the case. We need more auteurs exploring more things that are above and beyond um, how much fun and endorphins we can give you in any 30-second loop. That is all I will say on this. Um, but I appreciate your position, Travis. And I think every time I've ever talked about Death Stranding, I've said, I personally think you're going to love this or you're going to bounce hard off of it. Um, and so I seems to be a game 100%. I think there's an experience is, yeah. in there for if it works with you, that is unlike any other I've had in video gaming. And I hope if you get a chance to play Death Stranding, if dear listener, dear viewer, um, and it works for you, uh, that you, you wind up loving it as much as I did. That's what I'll say. I love it to death. So <clears throat> well, well I, argued, well reasoned, you know, reasonable minds can differ. I just, it just didn't connect with me. So whatever, whatever that is. And sure. I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just too whiny. I, I can't, you are purpleized for a rhetorical effect, which I love about you, Travis. And that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so the chat is split and they've been going back. Some people saying it's awful. Some people saying they loved it. The usual. Um, the funniest yeah, comment of that game is just divisive. For the record. I actually do think Kojima is capable of creating awesome stuff. I personally love Metal Gear Solid Five. Like I, I think that's a fantastic. Game. I, I, I love a lot of it. I wish it was finished. <laughs> I like Metal Gear Solid. Anyway, uh, I love Metal Gear Solid Four. I have that conversation too. There's there's different flavors of Metal Gear Solid even within that brand. Yeah, yeah. The best comment we were talking ever about got. spy oh, games, by the way. Um, where is it? I, I just lost. There it is. Darren, uh, I think Darren's from Scotland, if I recall correctly. Uh, correct me if I'm on there. But he says, it's not even a good delivery guy game. I'm a the delivery guy. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite comments I've ever read on Session. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's gold. No matter where you stand on Death Stranding, that is a fantastic take. Please uh -huh. come on the show and just talk about the delivery guy uh, life and, and what's not accurate about it. And do you, uh, I know, I know, Dan, you reviewed it for us. Um, I believe you gave it a nine. Do I recall correctly? You're on mute, dude. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, it was a nine. Here, yeah. Here's the thing with, I, I don't typically like Kojima games. I say that putting 300 hours into Metal Gear Solid 5. Right? <laughs> the reason I like that game so much, right, was because it offered 
you know, we talk about these open world games. We talk about, you know, it offered player agency, which you don't get as much as you think. Even with like something like a game that I love, Red Dead Redemption 2, we're all four going to have the same exact experience in the end, right? How you got there is going to be the exact same way, you know, and the more you talk to people, the more you play that game, it's like, oh, hey, I remember this guy. I said, yeah, I saw him too. You know, it's all there. With with something like Metal Gear Solid Five, the story made no sense to me. I still don't understand what happened. And I, I struggle with Kojima games in that regard, where in the end, I'm like, okay, crap. I don't know what, what the hell just happened. You know, and, and with, with Death Stranding, it was, it was the most coherent Kojima game that I've ever played where I was like, okay, the story is actually pushing me to do these things. Yeah. Sometimes the gameplay is a little boring, but also, you know, they, they add enough stuff in, 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 in a, in a way that, uh, you know, it, it just keeps you going to the next thing. It's like, okay, now you've got this ability. Now you've got this ability. Uh, the, the, the way, you know, other players interact with your world, I don't think works as well as it should now. I think it worked better back when I first played it. Um, it like, you know, you're, you're, you're based on a lot of stuff is based on like likes, just like YouTube, you know, it's, it's based on, you know, I, I made, for example, I made a, a slingshot system that basically lets you traverse, sorry, the whole, this whole first big area where you didn't have to really do much. And, and I don't understand how that, either more people didn't use it and or didn't enjoy the freedom to not have to walk all the way from one, you know, point A to point B to point C. Um, and and I, I still struggle to understand how that is and how it works, but, you know, it kept pushing me and the story was interesting enough and coherent enough this time where I was like, okay, I, I'm good with this, you know, and it, it's really, really, really interesting. It was a lot to take in. I mean, it was, it was probably one of those games that I played that I was just like, man, and like Hoke says really, it wasn't really emotional cause I don't really get super emotional with games, but it was just like, it was just a lot to take in, you know? And I don't know what the hell they're going to do. That being said with number two. Yeah. I don't that know. Was gonna be my, that was going to be my question for you guys. Cause I have not played it. This is just one of those games that did not quite spoil not. anything, but I, have I would no love clue. to know where you stand on the boring versus. Well, yeah, you know, we, we've talked before. I've gotten a lot better about, or tried to get a lot better about speaking games from experience, right? Because I think a part of the problem we have in the, in the discourse around gaming a lot is that people either don't play something or play it for a minimal amount of time and then feel like they speak on it from a, a level of full knowledge or expertise. And so Dan and I had a long conversation on this when the game released. It was, I looked at it. I'm not a big fan of Kojima, the way he designs games. I'm just not. That's me. Um, the gameplay didn't interest me at all. And so I said, you know, I'm just, I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to speak badly about it, but I, it's just not for me. It's not a game that I care to experience. Am I wrong in thinking, Ains, by the way, that Death Stranding is on their uh, extra list, their PS extra it list? sure is, yeah. I think so it you is. don't want to make that bet, folks, and you're otherwise buying PlayStation Extra, you're going to have a shot. At least give go. it a try. That's all I can say, because you're either going to love it or or just be bored oh, by sure. it. It's literally, I, it's literally one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, I I, I gave you the, the tweet to share when I finished it at 2 in the, in two in the morning, Ains. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's literally one of my favorites. It was my game of the year that year, I believe. It was my game of the year as well. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. What fair year enough. was that? 2019? Yeah, it's 19, I think. Yeah. When Sekiro won at the Game Awards, I believe. Yeah. Was that yeah. 
Was that also the year Half-Life Alex came out? Am I gonna? <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to get on this again? No, 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 you don't have to get on that horse right now. No. Thank you, though. I don't think so. I, th I think it might have been 2020. 20? Yeah. I, I've always said my thing on Kojima, uh, I've always felt that he would make an incredible horror game. 2020. And the fact that he didn't get to make Silent Hills with um, Guillermo del Toro still saddens me because I, I, I felt that would have been something incredible. Um, so that's personally. an interesting, that is an interesting kind of like what if scenario, right? Because oh. I love Death Stranding so much that they, they'd make Silent Hills instead of it, right? It was going to star Norman Reedus. Yeah. Uh, it would have, so, it, you know, you, you wouldn't you say, have gotten your favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite games is like, uh, but I loved PT. How could anybody not love PT? So good. So, so it's like, oh my God, I don't, I want to, uh, I want to go see what that alternate universe looks like because yeah. I love Death Stranding. That's a crazy PC. alternate universe. It would have changed so much about, many companies it would have changed a lot about yeah it would have wouldn't it yeah yeah that's yeah, a shame uh by the way i still have pt sitting on my ps4 right there great me too i i don't i don't uninstall it out of fear no 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 Did never they take it down from the store or something yeah oh yeah oh yeah uh, a couple other just quick game game quips and then we're going to talk about the halo series finale you know we got to do it oh boy <laughs> uh a couple of things uh updates uh so fall guys going free to play releasing june 21st on all platforms so if you've never really gotten into fall guys xbox switch pc playstation all together cross play cross progression everything coming june 21st and then i should uh, have always been with that game in my opinion correct should have been yeah. and then cd project red confirmed that the the upgrade to witcher 3 uh for the ps5 series xs is coming fourth quarter it's going to include everything the complete edition the game both expansions all the DLC and they're adding uh DLC for the Netflix series as well. Um, so just you know, at least we have a, a time frame now. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's my comment on this one. Yeah. When I saw that, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, Starfield got delayed. Oh well, I've got next gen yeah. Witcher, Witcher 3, 3. to, to yeah. play again. Yeah. Let's go. <clears throat> it's crazy to see the models between like the last of us being remade for the fourth time and like Skyrim being sold for the 19th platform, and then Witcher just Still doing its free updates. It's kind of crazy. And still selling. I mean, Witcher 3 continues to sell extremely well. It's it's crazy. It deserves uh, it. By the way, have you seen, I don't know if you saw, but uh, not to go back to Elden Ring, but I was joking about Elden Ring sales. Like, it's in the top five on Steam every single week. In fact, it's usually one or two or three, top three, every single week. And I realize that that's been three months now. Um, it's just wild to see that the tail that game is going to have is going to be phenomenal. Yeah um <clears throat> all right boys we got the halo series finale i know hogue was all in on this one he sat down with the family got dinner and watched Can the you whole series if I sat down with the family for this version of halo that would be <laughs> absurd Hogue, so let me give my thoughts i so i want to yeah. visit that alternate reality Hogue, <laughs> where you sit down to where, dinner with the family i'd have to be completely unaware and then i'd be like <laughs> oh my okay uh yeah so <laughs> have you guys watched the finale? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a dumpster fire. I have not. I write a summary. Okay. Okay, great. So well, hold on, Travis. Hold on. Wait, wait. So Hogue, I hope that the alternate reality where you sit down to watch this show with dinner with your family is the same reality where PT were released. Like <laughs> some like you playing Silent Hills like broke something in you, and now you just 
I just like putting anything, anything and everything in front of the family. Yeah, okay. you have an eye patch. Yeah. You just, it's everything's oh. different. Yeah, <laughs> I got the why, mirror. Why did you use eye? I don't know. We don't. We don't know. We don't get that backstory. We got to wait till season two or three. I'm letting you write the next multiverse of madness, Travis. <laughs> welcome. I'm happy to do it. So I, uh, I gave my spiel on the Halo series last week, uh, leading up to the finale, and I, I, I said last week, and I stand by that of, of all the scripts that they reviewed for halo um and everything they could have done with the series and i'm gonna reiterate because people use this as a defense of the series that people just want it to be like the games i'm gonna reiterate that's not what anyone is asking for well maybe some people are asking for but that's not what i'm saying i i don't again i'll reiterate i don't know how you land on the script for this series i just don't now the finale i will say and again anecdotally i've seen more positivity on the finale than i had some prior episodes i would say um and i'm a little more positive on the finale there <laughs> i will say this i don't even know how to put my thoughts together on this do we have a spoiler lift like spoiler warning for everybody yeah give the warning uh yeah you may want to let's do that yeah you may want to back out at this point if you don't want to hear some key things about the finale uh because there are some key character things that happen to your point um yes one pretty big one yeah one big one some key character things says yeah that's an interesting way biggest understatement of the episode i know so in my opinion there there's a lot in this finale that is more halo than the rest of the show had been to this point um you get to see you get to see some combat you hadn't seen before you get to see the spartans in action you get to see some elements of the spartans that i wish they had shown way more throughout the series you get to see Chief being a little more Chief. You get to see things of that nature. You get to see, supposedly, I, I'm assuming that was supposed to be saying Helios, where they went and visited, uh, you know, where the battle happened basically with the Brutes and Atriox jumps in and you get the Prophets. So, <clears throat> but the problems is, the problem for me is, is that you still have a ton of disjointed story elements here, uh, to say the least. You have McKee, who's now dead presumably who you've killed off uh you you ended the season with literally nothing to do zero to do with kwan ha soren madrigal which then poses the question of why did you have three episodes or four episodes based around that to begin with because it apparently doesn't tie to anything that you're back. with the you're doing with the rest of the story uh you get the halsey thing going on with <laughs> With Halsey, you know, now escaping and, you know, her giving up a clone of herself, presumably. And you have Cortana completely taking over Chief fully, which is... Uh, 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 we did, didn't we? Another kind of interesting... <laughs> interesting is a word I'll use lightly. Uh, thing that has happened. And, and I don't know. It just it feels like, again, this is an episode where you started to touch on elements. Started to touch on being the, the key words here that make Halo fun for a lot of us and, and fascinating for a lot of us, but you still have these compounded issues of writing and continuity and just a number of other things. And that's before getting to some of the, the combat scenes themselves look pretty cheesy. Some of the CGI is really poor. Um, some of it's good. Some of it's poor. You still have that weird dichotomy between the two. And I, I realize I've been ranting for a bit now, so I'll stop, but it, it was better than some of the bad episodes, in my opinion, the finale was. 
but it, it still left me kind of unsure of where they're trying to take this. Uh, let's remember before you guys comment that season two is already coming and that season two has new writers entirely. The writers from season one are gone. So now you look at this kind of disjointed mess they've left with the first season and you say, we've got new showrunners, season two's confirmed, and we have all these weird story elements that are pieced together. What? Where do you go with season two? Oh, I have him wake up from cryo on the pillar of autumn saying, my God, that was weird. Run <laughs> out and they, as they crash through the halo. No, no question in mind. Oh, so I have, uh, obviously, the dream sequence is, is not the way to go. Um, just from, I mean, it would be great, but, you know, you can't, can't really do that if it's the same show. Um, can we just talk about the big thing, which is that Master Chief dies in the episode? John, John is dead in the episode, and now he's a, he's a zombie being, con he's a corpse inside of a suit of armor being controlled by an AI. And so... To me, I, I literally what? thought... No, Court. Well, hold on. I think there's some clarity there. I, yes, all that happened. You're right. Yeah, but he's I think, dead. No, no, no. But he's 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 not dead now. Oh, Court, no, he is. Let's talk about the soul, shall we? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. They talk about how he can be revived and that I think what they were alluding to is that to do that, Cortana had to take the step of fully, fully taking over to now bring him back to life. He's not yeah, as he's dead right now in the show. No, he's not. No, yes, I think he he's brought back to he's life as Cortana controlled, unless I misunderstood. No, yeah, but he's, Cortana but controlled him to bring him back to life. No, I no, 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 no. Threatened that no, John no, was no. gone, but that it didn't. he is dead. No, Ames. he's dead right now. He's he's. I think season two is going to be about Cortana trying to bring him back. The last time you see uh, Master Chief, his partner is looking at him like, dude, you are not the same person. And he goes, John, are you still there? And she looks silently over at him like, no, dude, John's not in here. He's dead. So and I literally going... thought that they were going to use that as like a way to retcon his character. Like, oh, yeah, John used to be a person, but now he's the silent master chief character you know because there's nothing in there yeah, and i was wondering like uh, yeah are they, yeah. they going to find the pillar of or they're going to find the first taylor ring and literally that's just their canon is that like master chief is a corpse inside of a suit being controlled by an ai and his relationship with john and cortana is all just in his head because he's 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 a corpse like is that that would honestly maybe be the best path forward in my mind is like it explains everything like he used to be this super unlikable person who <laughs> would, you know, bang prisoners of war and like mm -hmm. all, it just, you know, showed his butt cheeks all the time, but mm -hmm. then he died and then he became the master chief. We all, I was introduced to master cheeks this week, by the way. And I have yeah. to give the internet, I have to give the internet prop. Master <laughs> yeah, cheeks says, only a woman beautiful. can save cheeks, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm, re I'm probably, I, I, I mean, to your point, Ains, he's not dead, dead, but he's currently not alive. Sure, is controlling a corpse. Correct. But I thought the, what they were alluding to is that only she could save him. Right. I think that's what they're alluding to. I don't think, I don't think we go into season two without John being John. Oh, I think we do. I think season two, episode one, John is not John right now. I think, gonna, I think they're going to bring, I, they're going to find a way to bring him back, but I, I would be willing to bet first episode of season two, John is not like in control of that suit of armor. I, I, I'm checking out. I got to go. Um, really? I'm, I'm, I'm wow. That was like, so, 
So between the two seasons, you think they're just going to resolve the whole issue of her? No, I don't. Really, I, again, maybe I misread the situation, but my 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 assumption, maybe incorrectly from what you're telling me, is that all of that was just set up to show that Cortana had to save Chief at, at, at that vital moment, but that we were ending with the kind of understanding that she had brought him back. Not oh, that. No. Does, it, does it bother you that none of this is Halo? I mean, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it, it doesn't bother me that much, but I will say, like, something that does annoy me is the thought that, like, Master Chief is backed into a corner and the Covenant are fighting him. And he's like, I'm not good enough to beat all these Covenant. You know who is? Cortana. Let me kill myself. I'm going to just put myself out there, have the Covenant kill me. And then Cortana's going to take over and she's going to be the super badass because it sort of invalidates, like, John is supposed to be like the best of the best. And he's well, like, no, John you know who's, you know who's the best? You know who's the best is computer software. They yeah. could they could have made that a little <laughs> bit better. And it's just like, it's like, oh my God, dude. Like, I just have so many problems with the show and the script. But I will say this. To your point, Chief, Chief is the best with Cortana's assistance, right? That the the core of Halo is that Chief was always the best Spartan and he was yeah. humanity's savior. And Cortana's kind of addition to him is what puts him over the top. To but, your but that point, addition was them being like friends. In this one, it's like, no, no, no. He's no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. if you're alluding to the fact that they're now saying that the, the best piece of this is Cortana just having full control... Which, yes yeah that's, that's probably that's how he goes super saiyan is he goes all right i'm gonna go into a full coma and then you just take over and get in the driver's seat and that is crazy to me and just seems like i i, I will say this though i am gonna watch the show because it is a disaster that i have to see it's just such a nightmare and i'll be kind of upset if it gets a little bit better because a little bit better would be mediocre and that's kind of depressing but if it's just like dumpster television i'm i'm in man like i i have to see where this goes uh and yeah dude that that season finale just blew my mind and i just love the idea that he's just a corpse they just they straight up killed the master chief and season two episode one i'm pretty sure he's gonna be a, it's gonna be he's gonna be dead i would love if they committed to it and never brought him back i would love that that would probably be my favorite uh halo decision ever you, you need to be careful you're walking on i, I want it I asked why he never takes off his started. helmet, why he seems robotic again. He's just a corpse. If I had asked him before the season started and I said, hey, look, do you think there'll be a halo ring actually in this, not just referenced? Would you believe that you'd get to the end of this without a halo ring? <laughs> I would not. I, I, I would it's not almost impossible. That. Yeah. Again, I, I, <laughs> again, I don't, I, we've said it a million times on the show. I don't. There was also I, no fall of reach, which they alluded to like 15 times in the they, early episodes. They're slow playing the fall of reach. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Let, let's keep in mind, not what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, you guys were calling me the defender of this series. So this is how far we've come. I have uh, never been happier to have opted out of a series than when I just went and read the summary so that I could have this conversation. Okay. You're really so missing I, look, out all of the nuance of how bad it is. Though, I probably, oh, how bad it is. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm willing to say if, if chat wants to, well, you didn't actually watch it. You just watched somebody. It's totally accurate. And also I feel totally valid about that choice. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, so, so Zink is, Zink is trying to be on the defense here, but he says they did show the halo ring. I know no, they showed it in a dream. It they, I know they showed the vision of the halo ring. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> uh, and Phil M says, "Oh, I'm gonna ride this train wreck until the track stop." <laughs> yeah, no. Imagine, imagine making a season where it's all about finding the Halo rings, and they don't succeed at that goal. At the end, they get a map. It's like Assassin's Creed One. Like, oh, now we know where all the stuff is. Join us. I, I you guys, did you guys think it looked good? I mean, the CGI was like, I mean, it was CW level. I can't I speak thought, on that. I have heard complaints. Yeah, I mean, and, and then. Like the, the, the area that they, when they came in and they had the big fight and everything, I was like, this looks like a promo for a new Halo Infinite map. And, it, but the CGI was worse. Like, like it, I've seen better stuff in video games. I, yeah, I was just sitting here watching this. I was like, hey, that's like. It's supposed to be saying Helios. Sorry to interrupt you, Dan. It was supposed so, to be saying Helios, I think, based on I what. That it, is. It, it's the. Um, it's kind of like the Arbiter's home planet. It's, it's uh, the, where the Covenant, uh, it's one of the planets they come from, but. It's you visit there in Halo Five in the campaign, which was the okay. first time in a game that you get to go there. Uh, that's what it looked like. But to your point, as I kind of reference, like there's some CGI in this show that I think is done pretty well. But to your point, it looked like it was just this area sitting in the middle of nowhere that was very undetailed. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, is then this like a swarm of like elites just comes out of nowhere? You know, just yeah. like I'm just like, what in the hell is happening here? I don't, yeah. I don't understand what's going on. And, well, and, you know, it was, I don't know. So think you say it wasn't saying Helios, then what was it? Tell me. I, shit, I don't know what the hell. I mean, I know. Think, it, it wasn't. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious. I want to. I want to hear what it was. If he's so it's definitive. The holy planet, bro. Yeah, no, there. <laughs> well, it was. It wasn't high charity, which is well, where they referenced in episode one and never went back to. Um, so I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to take from that, unless you just say it's generic covenant planet. There's a couple okay. scenes in High Charity in the first couple of episodes because it's before Ma- the, the the lady leaves. Mackie, McKee, yeah. So, but anyway, I yeah, I don't know. I I it I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, Dan. I know I kind of cut you off talking about the CGI, but sorry. No, no, it's it's that's that's basically what I tell you. I mean, you're right, Trent. This is a I can't stop watching it because it's been so terrible, and I want it to be really, really, really good. But we've talked about it before. You know, you've got such an expansive, you know, background to pull from, but you've pulled nothing except for like the Master Chief and his armor and a couple other guys. You know, and that's and that's basically it. I'm just glad there was no point. Huh? So think about it from the writer's perspective, right? Every single new element they added is bullshit, and they killed him off before the season was even over because it was so bullshit. Yeah. I, I will say the it. only the only arc that actually ended up paying off was Cortana's. I thought that twist at the end where uh, you like she has a seizure. I was like, okay, that's pretty Cortana-ish. Like I I like that, but it just I don't I don't care about that character. Her motivations seem muddy and murky at best, and just everything about that whole political organization, the UNSC, is just they did it so poorly. They could have made Cortana uh, a more interesting character because she's gone full you know Frankenstein just. She's just a, a mad scientist at this point, and it's kind of uh, well. And I, I'm interested to see the chat, like with some people so uh, you know defensive about it and, and enjoying it. Hey, if you enjoyed it, more power. We see all the time. If you love the show, great. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it just it, if if there are that adamant defender group, I, you do wonder if it's essentially like a Death Stranding in of TV shows type situation. But I, I, I watched it. I did. I gave it a try. I can't help but think it's complete garbage. And worse, it has nothing to do with Halo. And worse than that, it presents Halo as something that it's not to the world that isn't familiar with it as a story. So that's what bugs the crap out of me. 
Mm. Uh, but that's that's bugged me for video game adaptations for forever. You know, why do I like Final Fantasy? It isn't whatever's in the Final Fantasy Spirits Within movie. Uh, you know, wh- wh- why, why do I like these various things? Why do I like Resident Evil? It isn't whatever the hell that was. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's... It's it's a little bit of that, though. Some of the, <laughs> the Resident Evil movie? Yeah. Some, some of the games are get close to the movies a little bit, unfortunately. Speaking of which, wow. uh, we get... Uh, one of the things I saw this week, not to change subject, but uh, Netflix has a... They're doing a, a Netflix, like, geeked or whatever uh, showcase in the summer period and they said yeah, they're, they're showing Jeff signed that one yeah yeah they're saying they're, they're showing the new resident evil series and the cyberpunk series so we'll see what those look like um yeah uh obm in the chat what's up dude he said uh sort of saying helios level recreated that's what i got from it it looks really cheap and unfinished he said saying helios meet craig um <laughs> and T- tau says exactly how i feel it i've never seen a series that has such kind of stark both sides super love and super dislike I don't think I can use my time on it. I don't know oh. if those loves are genuine, though. <laughs> I like some people. I, just... Okay, I don't think that's fair. I think some of them are genuine. I think there are people that really love uh, the superficial things that make up a brand, right? Like there are the, the armor looks pretty cool. Um, Master Chief occasionally looks like Master Chief. Cortana has Cortana's voice, um, and then you're done. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, those things those things are existent. Uh, at least, um, but no, the, there's so many, there's so much better sci-fi to watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, I can't even fathom. It. Probably, probably if on Paramount Plus. If you have Paramount Plus, Strange New Worlds, which just launched, is by far their best attempt at modern Star Trek, by far. So, if you're interested in that, go watch that because Paramount Plus clearly put the money over there, uh, huh. and Strange New Worlds looks fantastic. It's gonna. It is gonna be interesting to see if their budget is increased for season two. Uh, I, I'm really curious to do, to see what they do with series two now. Um, that's not generally the way the direction of budgets go. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. Is, is there'll be a uh, lot of talking with the worst budget? Week. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of white rooms with conversations next year. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, got a super chat from Tao in the house. <clears throat> yeah, man, Tao. Thank you again. Uh, now imagine this uh, is the team version of Halo series. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus, not Showtime. Imagine what they would have done for cable. Uh, cheek it, <laughs> cheek out twenty four seven. Just uh, his new look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, well, uh, the, you know the, the other kind of thing, thread they left, which drove me kind of crazy. And thank you, Tao. Appreciate it, brother. Um, the other thread they left open, and this I think people were looking at as minor in the grand scope of things, which I guess it is. But throughout this series, you have now two of the Spartans. So you have Chief and Kai who've taken out their, basically their programming chip, if you will, from being a Spartan, which is part of being a Spartan, which reduces yep. your uh, kind of feelings and, and you know, levels out your <laughs> kind of um, emotional levels, right? To allow you to focus on the mission. Two of them have removed this. Two of them have not. And they just left it there. Yeah. Like my assumption was that this was going to happen. There was going to be a revelation of some sort where it's like, crap, I can't function properly as a Spartan without this, and they're going to re, you know, basically redo it. No, they're just leaving it. Because the ones without chips are clearly not. The other two don't like. Yeah. The two, the two without the emotions are clearly better Spartans. (laughs) They're they're way more efficient. Like one of them's not chief. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. What like the the one who the I forget the lady's character name. Uh, the one who took out her chip. She like immediately went <laughs> full like teenage emo Kai, Kai yeah. and uh, like dyed her hair. And I was just like, oh, this isn't good at all. She's like way less efficient, not focused on the task at hand. Uh, almost got herself killed in the sixth episode or whatever. So yeah, dude, I that shows Whew. brutal. <sighs> You notice that the most passionate thing I get worked up about every week now is when we talk about the damn Halo series. Like, I'm, like, breathing heavy over here. I'm sweating. Well, it's over now, Ains. You got through it. I'm enjoying the hell out of Infinite. I'll say that. I've I've played that for dozens of hours over the past couple weeks. So, um, man. Cleanse your psyche and spirit and just play the actual game. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I saw there's a good video that's being shared on YouTube for real. It's uh, behind the scenes of making Halo Infinite the campaign with the uh, mocap sessions they did okay. with ben Taylor and the pilot and uh, some of the stuff. Very, very good. And I was My, like, uh... in this three-minute spiel of the campaign scenes, right, the writing in those is better than the entire series. <laughs> like, the whole thing. Like, just... For sure. Yeah, I... Uh, my favorite comment on uh, any of the Halo episodes recently was um, right after that episode where he gets in a fight with the Spartans and they like beat the crap yeah. out of him and he's like bleeding from his face and stuff. Somebody put a screenshot of like the Master Chief, his face all bloody. And the comment was, if only there was some sort of device you could put over your head that would protect your <laughs> your face. And it's, just, it's so funny that he just never were he goes from the first episode being like i never take off my helmet to just never wearing it even when he's in combat he doesn't wear his helmet it's just like what, what happened what happened yeah. to the show it's crazy because I, yeah. I was one of those guys who thought like oh it sucks that the mandalorian wears his helmet too much because you don't get that he's a really good actor you should see his face more and uh they went the opposite way with the show they did like too much of the you know not wearing it so we we said it right on like when we i think when we were talking episode one and two originally we said like he's out of his helmet too much and that's okay if you kind of want to build the character early but like you you need to get back to what chief is and i kept waiting for him not wearing his helmet a lot when he's hanging out but when he's in a fight and he's not wearing his helmet i'm like dude you've gone too far now he's like (laughs) An idiot. He's like not using his own tactical advantages. It just it kills me, man. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's why we'll they see. that's why they put Cortana in his head, by the way. So he doesn't have to wear his helmet. <laughs> I swear to God, that's why they did it. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right, because that's different too. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave that alone for now. It's been way uh that's the finale. We'll see what happens as soon as we get Halo 2 season 2 news, you know we'll start talking about it, but uh we don't know how soon that'll be. I don't think someone could correct me in in chat or you guys, but I don't think they've commented yet as to when a timeline for season 2. I I don't know when that you know is going to be kind of aimed for. Um so I guess we'll see. But guys, fun conversation today between the the finale, the Death Stranding, the PS Plus stuff. It, it's uh it's been kind of a, I've been laughing quite a bit today. So as always, appreciate the conversation chat. You've been great. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Let's go ahead and wrap some things up. A couple things to call out. Uh, I released an article or, or published an article this week called um, <clears throat> Gaming for Good, which was a follow-up, um, a tough article to write, but I think a meaningful one. And uh, it was shared all over the place. Uh, the feedback I got on it, the uh, impressions, the commentary I got on it was really, really touching. So uh, I just want to say a big thank you. If you read that article, you checked it out, you shared it. Um, I appreciated it. It means a lot to me. And um, 
kind of the things that we we need to talk about within the gaming space more often, as I always preach. So uh, that's out there. I appreciate you checking that out. A um, couple other things up. There's a preview of a game called Superfuse from Steve uh, from a PAX preview he did. You can check that out. We have uh, a couple of games too, a couple months ago. Sweet. Yeah, he said he said he really liked it. It's it's quite he, good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we've got a couple new contributors joining, uh, season gaming. Uh, one is actually, it's kind of strange. He's doing, uh, joining season gaming as an internship for, uh, for college, uh, which is interesting. So we've got some things coming from, from them you'll see soon. And of course, uh, we've got a bunch of Patreon, uh, content going up this week. So if you haven't checked out the season gaming Patreon, please do a lot of unique content up there and exclusive content. We've got a round table. We've got a new for the record and we've got a new, um, kind of deep dive video which i'm putting together as well all coming this week so appreciate you guys checking everything out uh rick i'll start with you the busiest man in uh the busiest youtube pundit i know i had to throw it in there you know I had yeah i know I, it wasn't in the intro was it so no, no, no it's like a year ago to me in my brain <laughs> it's pretty in hoag time in hoag time that was a different generation of Hogue yes, Life. yes 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 i was like fifty thousand followers ago i think i added <laughs> i think i had 67 hours of streaming between this episode and the last one Wow. Um, you got a busy week ahead, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, it's a big week. It's a big, big week. Uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, part of Law Tube. I talk about right now the Depp versus Heard trial seemingly at all times of day. You can follow me on Legal Bites Media, where we cover it during the trial day for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, where the jury will get handed the case on Friday afternoon. Uh, and when will they return? We don't know. Um, otherwise, I'm doing a lot more streaming on my channel. I've developed a show called Hangouts and headlines, where we've been mostly going over um, journalistic headlines, talking about rhetoric, how those um, talk about messages and, and what's in them, using herd and depth as a jumping off point. But that stream is going to be a frequent occurrence now on the channel, and uh, we'll be talking about other things, including gaming headlines. And hopefully I'll be able to invite over some of these guys and some other folks uh, to talk through those on occasion over there as well. You can find those both at youtube.com slash hoaglaw. You can follow me on Twitter at hoaglaw, same spelling. Uh, and you know, that's, that's basically it. I'm also running a law firm, but that's not really very public. So, uh, that just, that just takes the rest of what are increasingly long days. Uh, but I appreciate it. Come follow. Trouble, yeah. We're having a good time. <laughs> awesome. If you find yourself yeah. in legal trouble, please hit up Hogue. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's corporate law, right? So it's I was just... going to say, if you find yourself in legal trouble, you can contact me and then I will say, I don't do that. And I will try to find something <laughs> to tell you that, that, that can Unless it's issue. a very specific legal trouble where you're trying hey, to If you're following your dreams and starting a company or you need contracts yeah. reviewed or looked at, that's what I'm all about. If you find <laughs> yourself calling me from a jail cell, I'm sorry if it was your only call. I'm always calling you from a jail cell. But. We, uh, you know, that's offline. That's offline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we get our spam bot right at the end of the show. Love to see nice. it. All right. Uh, Travis, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've, I've been creating a ton of content the past couple of weeks, which you can find on IGN.com. Previews, reviews. Uh, I did a guide for the Destiny 2 raid, uh, stuff like that. So please check out my stuff there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Watch the Destiny show. But really, I mean, my... My videos, my content, it gets a lot of views. You should support the other people on this channel who are making more important uh, stuff than me. Ains, your your article this week um, on uh, good for gaming, I think is is important. People should should read that. Um, and uh, yeah, follow the lawyer guy too. He's um, he's got uh, <laughs> some of the most in depth conversations you've ever heard. No, just no. 
says no. <laughs> no, no hug. Didn't didn't like that. No. Honestly, I, I got to tell you, uh, my brain uh, white noises all references that sound like death. I see. I see. Death heard <laughs> hoax. Uh, a number of other words are in what amounts to a, a Twitter uh, a whitelist filter thing. Nice, nice, um, nice. But no, good, good, good. I, I enjoyed it, Travis. Anyway, you should you should check out their content. Is my point, but uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter if you care. All right, guys. As always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out with us and audio listeners. We appreciate you, of course. Thank you so much. Uh, for now, you know that the Big Cast is your weekly show featuring all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with industry technical and legal insight, and we will see you next week.